Yes, tonight on Battle of the Autists. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's the wrong show. Is it? Show. Is it really? <laughs> well, that's I the guess, Thursday night show. I guess not. It is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to tonight's program. If you are a new listener to this show, please visit freetalklive.com and find out all about us and what we do and why we do it and why we're here. Uh, it looks like uh, the lady of the house has decorated uh, some hearts around the place in celebration of February and uh, Valentine's Day. Am I, am I pronouncing the that massacre? wrong? The Massacre? No, not the massacre. Oh. The one where like there's this little like baby with like a bow and arrow who shoots people. Oh. So does that mean that your home is, you know, delicately uh, gracing its presence with Tommy guns and blood? Because that, that would be, I mean, fun. I mean, I might be able to get my guns back this month, so I'm a little excited about that. Oh, I was just thinking like little stuck up to- yeah. uh, uh, stickers of Tommy guns like the little hearts here. Yeah, maybe. Oh. You know, it never occurred to me that no one ever celebrates Valentine's Day with actual human hearts. <laughs> now, I, you mentioned that. and all Some I have, Southeast cannibal tribe. All I have stuck in my okay, head. Okay, fine. Not nobody. Is What is it? Raiders of the Lost Ark? Where like the, the, the Nazi guy like reaches in and pulls the oh, guy's yeah. heart out. Right? And it's still pumping as he mm. shows it to him. Like that's... That's what I think of when you mention celebrating Valentine's Day with human hearts. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that might actually happen. There's a, a whole lot of nervous tissue in the heart specifically to keep it pumping in case it loses signal from your spine. So it might still be pumping if you pulled it from someone's chest. So that's true? Like that it can might, be done? It's possible. Like, well, I mean, they have heart tissue in like Petri dishes still. Sure. I mean, I've, I've heard of this, especially rhythm, like so. um, old, uh, what do we call it, Black Belt Theater, Kung Fu Theater yeah. you know, type movies. Yeah, where yeah. like, oh, I will tear your heart out and show it to you before you die or whatever, right? It's entirely it's possible vitality. that it might be freaking out and just like pump, 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 pump. Yeah. Man. Instead of just wow. like a chill... Sit, resting, heartbeat, thump, 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 thump. Well, there's some organ donor delivery guy going, yeah, that's totally what happens in the box in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying the to remember. The cooler just fl- bounces no, around I'm and trying to, I'm trying to remember the story. It was well before I, I probably even listened to Free Talk Live, but it was a, a story of like the, uh, the accidental swap of the little Playmate cooler. Right. So apparently, <laughs> apparently they they put these like when, you know, when like some guy dies and he signed the thing on his own yeah. organ donor, like it and they take him in and like, oh, we've got a waiting list of people waiting for X organ. I don't know if it was a they heart pull out or a tuna whatever. sandwich. And yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> like the guy showed up at like, you know, at the hospital or whatever. And they're like, OK, here it is. They open it up and it's somebody's lunch. <laughs> Literally. Some construction worker up on top of the building. Like, oh, man, I could really go for a tuna sandwich right about now. I don't know. It opens that it was, up a human heart. I don't know that it was a tuna sandwich, but it was, okay. you know, lunch nonetheless. Whatever obvious, it is. Obviously, like somebody's home packed lunch. And then like the other person got you know the, the organ that was awaiting it's transplant. some kid in the cafeteria and he's like oh, i'll trade you who looks spleen for lunch or whatever i told mom no liver <laughs> no onions to go with it either <laughs> he's asking lunch lady hey um can you fry me up some onions please I'm like why i'm like because well, i got a i got an organ here i'm gonna eat for lunch can you cook this my mom gave it to me raw <laughs> Uh, all right. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Pickless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. The 
on loan from the Sunday show. The, yeah, you 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 are on loan. It's true. <laughs> yeah, we had to take out a loan to get you to go on loan. No, we didn't. We, Not quite on loan from the Smithsonian, but we'll take it. We'll take we, it. We asked you nicely, and you were like, "Sure." And that that was about the extent of it. I mean, it didn't have to be a complicated conversation, man. <laughs> yes. Will you come in on Saturday instead? I, yes. I've been really working on that. I tend to be. Uh, I spent so much damn time in the corporate environment that, like, oftentimes before you ask, you have to explain the why, right, in order to get somebody to to be like, yeah, sure, right. Yeah. Um, instead of just being like, hey, can you do Saturday instead of Sunday? Instead uh, of just rude texting people all the time. You have to be like, hey, uh, you know, I had this thing happen, this other thing happened, and it created a, a vacancy in this particular thing. Can we, you know, I don't know, borrow some labor from your department, whatever it is, right, kind of a thing. And and you know, normally if you do that, they're like, oh, they've got a good reason, and like, you know, I've helped them out, they've helped me out, you know, blah, 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 reciprocation and all that kind of thing. Um, so. <laughs> In the private world, it's like Nunya. None your business. Either you can help me out or you can't, but I don't need to justify anything to you about it. But like somebody recently was like, uh, hey, man, is the, the thing you were selling still available? I'm like, yes. And they're like, uh, can I come pick it up on Tuesday? I'm like, yes. Do you have the money? <laughs> like, no, they're like, I have cash in hand or whatever. Oh, okay, you know? yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right. Is, is one o'clock okay? Yes. Right. Like this was the extent <laughs> of the whole thing. And I'm like, Wow, I just had a whole conversation with like one syllable words, man. Yeah. You know, one word and one syllable words for every response in like a, you know, a text thread of I don't know, six or so texts. I'm also right? going to assume the guy that came to pick it up was was a dude. It was. It was. Yeah. Why so, would you assume that? Because of the brevity in the text and the fact that he was okay with the brevity. You mean the brevity? Brevity. <laughs> brevity. Prov. Bruv. What's up, bruv? I'm not British. <laughs> Is that? Oh, they do say that. Oh, and I think it's uh, British and like Ireland Liverpool. and Scotland where okay. they, they say bruv. Mm. Or whatever. Is it not Liverpool? <laughs> so does this whatever. mean I'm going to be on the Wednesday show? No. So he's from the Saturday show. So you've got to fill the Saturday show with someone. I assume the next logical thing to do is to just borrow from the show after that. So then you have to fill that one. So borrow from the we're show after that. And then I end up on the new. Wednesday show. I, I can't even begin to describe to you how... Uh, complicated uh, the scheduling of hosts and co-hosts actually is we need an ai scheduling and, manager and 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 i'm so glad that like i'm only responsible for the days that i'm first chair hmm. right and and bonnie of course is responsible for her days and and uh, she's been doing a great job uh whenever it was that uh, the raid happened and i had to do schedules for the entire week, mm. right? I think you remember. I, I that had, was all seven days, too. I had, like, uh, it, Mark put it together, actually. It was a, a Google Doc, I think, spreadsheet style, Excel style, and he had things, like, color-coded and, like, you know, yellow means Tuesday and red means Wednesday, you know, and all this kind of thing. And so, like, and if somebody, like, was like, dude, I can't be there today, I go, oh, man, and I got to call somebody and, like, hustle or whatever. Fortunately, we have enough uh, co-hosts that like finding a replacement generally speaking isn't difficult it's the last minute stuff that like really makes it tough right you know if it's like the day of and somebody's like yeah. dude my car broke down i can't make it you're like yeah ah what am i gonna do you know so we've got a number of you know uh, unscheduled hosts who uh, have said hey you know you ever need somebody give me a call that kind of thing so we have plenty of people who are willing uh, at this point but uh, when we were doing seven days a week of the live show, which we're only doing four now, 
like it was a, a monumental task for for one man just to do the schedule. I did it, but like you had to be not only in front of the ball, but like following the ball like every day. Mm. So, but you know, we we made it happen. We made it work. And the unsung heroes of Free Talk Live. What what I really Don't, love. Did, weren't you listening? He's singing himself. Well, well but he's it was no mar- longer unsung. But it was Mark before that, and who, who got better no to sing than you? Uh, Sorry, well, making a reference to your your uh, musical career. Uh, CaptainKickass.com, yeah, if you want to find any of my music. Yeah, that was the opening dish shell. That was the point. Oh, I was supposed to segue there? Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I missed out. Sorry, man. Um, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you, too. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see that well, looks like people are calling. We'll get to those in just a minute. Um, I want to kick this show off by talking about... <laughs> we've talked about this kind of thing before, and I believe we've actually talked about this pastor Uh-oh. before. He's not the pastor of disaster. No. Instead, he's an Ohio pastor who has been targeted. This is from... By the state. It, it, totally. We've heard of this kind of thing before, right? Yep. Uh, somebody, some church tries to feed the homeless. They're like, no, you don't have a permit. And the cops show up and like dump all the food or, house or them. pour, yeah, they, pour they bleach are, on it or whatever. Yeah, they are real sticklers about feeding the homeless. <sighs> Churches like, aren't allowed to do it. Uh, food Not Bombs keeps getting kicked out of places. But yeah, you're just not allowed to solve this problem. By, uh, voluntarily, right? Exactly. Yeah. That was their problem to leave unsolved and thus yeah. get more votes. Well, is, it's not course, like they're solving it. Right. right. But that is, of course, you can solve it if you've paid. Mm. If you've paid for the license, for the fee. If you've asked permission like a coward, right? And then also paid the powers that be for the permission, for the slip, for the piece of paper that says, yes, you've paid your slave owners, and now you may feed the homeless. You have not paid the monopoly on evil that you are allowed to do good. Well, okay, let's clear this up as well. The likelihood is that this church has filed with the state for uh, tax-exempt nonprofit status. My guess, yes. So they've already got a permission slip. So if we're going to hang it on permission slips, they theoretically could go get one more to do what they're doing legally, just as they did to re- keep uh, remain tax exempt. But let's find out, because right. the headline says, and this is from Cincinnati.com, Ohio City targets pastor who helped homeless stay warm in freezing weather. What's the crime? Question mark. And uh, brought them inside. I, it seems to be that that's the crime, at least uh, from I, I've only breezed through this article. I haven't like you know read it in depth. Uh, but the subheadline is: being homeless is not a crime. Helping the homeless should not be a crime. The real crime is that we do not do nearly enough to help those in need. Well, hold on. Being homeless is actually a crime. In some loitering. Places. No, I mean most like cities. Most loitering, cities have yeah, yeah loitering vagrancy. Laws. Yeah, loitering right. vagrancy. Yeah, no, like in it's one of the damnable miseries of our society that you are not allowed to exist without someone paying for the privilege. There's nowhere that you are allowed to just be. Yeah, this is true. Try not having a physical mailing address for a while. See how your life goes. Well, we didn't get to the article a week or two ago. Right, where they're banning stopping from walking in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you can't even stop your motion yeah. without it being a crime. Yeah, in Vegas, let you're alone, just walking like, down the here. street, and, like, you stop, and, like, a cop is around. They'll come up to you and be like, hey, move along. Right? Or... And Write if you, you a citation and if at you're this like, point. you're like, no, I'm just standing here. I'm smoking a cigarette or whatever, right? You know? They'll, yeah, they'll write you a citation, and that's a crime, apparently. 
So let alone being homeless or living or sitting or sleeping somewhere, right? You're not even allowed to stop moving. But look, man, it's it's just February, right? It just turned February, right? It's been January and February, typically the coldest months of the year, particularly in the northern regions, right? Ohio is in one of the northern regions where they get actual winter, sometimes yep. severe winter. You know, we're talking negative worse degrees, here. worse than New Hampshire, although we are getting down into the, the teens again this okay. week. So, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, for here. Well, hmm, cold is cold. one thing, but they get like the blizzards and the, you know, feats of snow. Yeah. We get that from time to time, but like not as regularly as, as they do in like Ohio and like Minnesota and Wisconsin and Iowa. And, the further north you go, yes. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm a city dweller. Yeah. And a foot of snow is plenty. Oh, and it has been for like yeah. the last five years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, while our society leaves far too many out in the cold, Reverend Chris Avell of Dad's Place in tiny Bryan, Ohio, 53 miles southwest of Toledo, finds himself in legal hot water. The pastor's supposed crime? Taking in homeless people. Avell is accused of violating the law when he opened the doors to his church 24 hours a day for those who needed to escape the elements. So he used his church as a sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, he used his sanctuary huh. as a, as a well, sanctuary. Right. Huh. Yeah. I mean, this is the type of case that jury nullification is meant for, right? You take it to trial, <sighs> yeah. jury goes like, there's no way we're finding him guilty. Wouldn't that be a great world to live in, Richie? It, it's theoretically possible. It is theoretically okay. possible. It would be great, and I really wish people were like that. I mean, I I don't have it in front of me, but there was a recent case where something similar happened where they just couldn't prosecute somebody for whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. Maybe like the Fiji.org website has the example, right, where the jury nullified it and said no. Well, the thing is, the judges and the prosecutors, they are very, very good at uh, showmanship. Yes. And they thoroughly convince every jury that what they are there to do is very simple. They are not there to decide whether something evil was done. They were. They are there very simply to decide whether or not this thing that we wrote down was violated according to our definitions. Right. And which is why organizations like the Fully Informed Jury Association exist and tries to spread the message of jury nullification far and wide yes. as an educational campaign so people know about it. Yeah, and when we we mention it on this show, hopefully we have people in Ohio, you know, listening and go go pass out literature for this guy at the local yeah, courthouse. Dear right? everyone listening, if you have a magic rectangle or a computer or a tablet in front of you, uh, go do a search for jury nullification. If you've never heard of it, you don't know what it is, do a search for it, read up on it, because it may save your life. It may save somebody else's life. You may save somebody else's life if you're called to jury duty and you go and you find that there's no victim. There are things that you can do as a juror and as a jury that uh, could save somebody's life. So And keep your mouth shut, because the goal at that point is not to find a way to get out of jury duty. It's trying to find a way to get on the jury to save someone else's life and, li- and livelihood. Yeah, what astonishes me is all the cases that end up having to get redone. And Oh, that's a mistrial. Yep. You told the jury that they had this constitutionally protected power. You're not allowed to do that. Except in New Hampshire. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. How, how many uh, different, uh, we'll call them counts, how many counts do you think they they uh, you know prosecuted this guy on? 
Oh, how many homeless people did he have? One count per indi- for homeless individual. You think it's one per individual? I would assume. I'm, I'm would not sure, not but like, get, get, just guess at a number. 20 to 30. Again, how many homeless individuals are we talking? I have no like idea. Like 120? I have no idea. And how often did he do this? He might have done this night after night after night. Guy could have a thousand charges by this point. Avell was arraigned on January 11th and pled not guilty on 18 z- zoning violations. Mm. Oh, because it wasn't zone residential? <laughs> zoning violations. This is a commercial district. You're not allowed to sleep overnight here. And it speaks volumes about adhering to policies even when doing so is utterly ridiculous. Well, quick question. Isn't the whole point of a church to not be commercial? So a, that's why it's not a that's not why it's not a it, violation on that count. So, so why are right? They, it's a non yeah. like zoning violations are are not necessarily commercial. It's building code, right? And so if your building isn't zoned for residential, you didn't or have hotel a kitchen and a shower and bathrooms. Although most churches do have kitchens, I don't know about showers. Uh, whatever, whatever the rules yeah. are for yeah, the whatever zone. this in, in Bryan, Ohio, wherever the heck that is. Uh, It speaks even more about our collective neglect of the needy. The very thing was on my mind as I laid warm in my bed thinking about the case as temperatures outside dropped below freezing on a recent night. This weekend's temperatures in Columbus are expected to be below freezing again. Many of the city's homeless residents will be in shelters. Many will be left out in the cold. What what Avell did seemed a humane no-brainer. The people needed shelter. Well, despite being warned to stop in November, the pastor kept providing that shelter, even though his church was not zoned to do what churches do, feed and house those in need. So, yes, Peakless, he apparently uh, did this as far back as, you know, when it starts to get cold. See how November. nice <laughs> See how nice the police are being? They could have charged him with every single person he let in. They're only charging him like 18. We told you that you cannot be a compassionate human being back in November. And look at how many times he violated that and they're only putting him in jail for 18 of them. Good on him for ignoring the state and serving his higher power. Amen. Word. Between 2022 and 2023, the number of homeless people in the nation increased by 12%, according to the Department of Housing and Urban Development's annual homelessness assessment report. Nearly 11,386 Ohioans. Oh, is that Ohioans? Uh, it's not Ohio Knights or Ohio Do you prefer Buckeye Stater? Ohioers. Anyway. Uh, Ohio Marks. <laughs> nearly 11,386 Ohioans experienced homelessness. <laughs> Sheltered and unsheltered on a single night in January 2023, according to that particular assessment. So, peak homeless during the coldest night of last year was over 11,000 people. Okay. This is how uncompassionate the state is. Discompassionate? Lack of compassion? Whatever. I think you had it right the first time. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Heartless. Yeah, uh, there's a subheading here that I think links to something else, but it says, uh, where's the compassion? As folks freeze to death in Milwaukee, Ohio pastor charged for offering shelter. That's another story uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where apparently something similar is going on where there are homeless people freezing to death because it gets so cold and there's not enough shelter. Can you imagine if they do nullify, like when he walks in there the next time, the big smile and swinging, you know, that he walks in there with, right. knowing that. Like, you guys are just wasting everyone's time. 
wasted my time, wasting your time, we're wasting taxpayer dollars because the the jury well, has already said we're not going to do anything with this guy. And like again, uh, libertarian slash anarchist, right? If we want to talk about uh, the non-aggression principle or victimless crime, particularly in this case, who is the church harming? Oh, it goes above and beyond. This is that plus. This is the stuff that the people who think the non-aggression principle is not enough, right, want people to do, mm-hmm. right? Take action for things that you think action needs to be taken on above and beyond oh, yeah. just not doing harm. Yeah, no, it this is This is very, actively doing good. It is very important for human beings to uh, do what is right rather than what is legal. Right. Yeah. In every case, like if, if you feel like, like, as I go through life, I find that- the most difficult decision, like if you face a decision and you look at, okay, well, if I do this, then this will happen. If I do that, then that'll happen. Generally speaking, for me anyway, the most difficult decision is usually the right one, right? Okay. But you have to have the courage to do the right thing in the face of anything that might happen to in you. In the face of the state. Yeah. Absent the state, the right right decision is usually pretty obvious and usually pretty easy. Right. Yeah. Yes, okay. correct. Right. All right. But when, when, you're, when you're struggling with a thing that... You're like, well, it's the right thing to do, but man, it might be illegal. I might yeah. get in trouble. It's like, uh, you know, uh, you have to make a decision at that point. Yep. Are you going to do the right thing or are you going to do the legal thing? Yep. I encourage people, uh, this is not advice, I encourage people to do the right thing, particularly for other humans. Have some compassion. Exactly. Yeah. And I'd also like to point out that none of this would be necessary if they'd let enough people keep their money that we could have donated to the charities that would have kept these people off the streets in oh, the yeah. first place. Sure. Oh, well, yeah. one of those charities may also just be the church. Yeah. Right? Including this church including right here. Including the church. But they make it illegal. So even if there was a charity, right, sometimes people don't like going to the shelter because it's overly religious. Yeah. And they choose to be on the street. And then they can't campaign on how many homeless people there are freezing to death. We'll talk more about this pastor and his church and what's happened to him for being a compassionate human and offering shelter to those freezing in the Ohio winter. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com.
Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our fine radio program. We are a nationally syndicated talk radio program where you can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. We talk about things. Uh, we bring in show prep. We bring in articles of news. We generally uh, focus on like current events and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about that. You can talk about that, too, if you want to, or bring up whatever is on your mind. That's why it's called Free Talk Live. The telephone number, should you like to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Bakeless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Free Talk Live is brought to you by ForkFest, happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is decentralized, so there's no ticket cost, and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. That's ForkFest.Party. I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, I, I really liked that they moved it back to you know sort of the, the pre-funk to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So yep. it's the first you know, four days or so before the fest. And so that was great because not only is it decentralized, you get to do you know whatever. Like if you want an event, bring the event, be the event. You do, you, know? do you find that the pre-funk is more well-attended than the post-funk? Uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival is far better attended. Well, no, I got that. Yes. But the people is who- the pre fork oh, as uh, opposed to the post fork right. uh i i the answer in my uh, estimation is yes right and this is just based on cursory observation I was well, like that's all I'm, people I'm, I'm whatever. not there so that's all i'm asking but, for but but yes uh and some of that is uh because well the people who do their thing every year uh either a want to capitalize on a couple of ad- additional days right? right so they come early Right, but or B, they just want to get there early and set up before the the Porcupine okay. Freedom Festival. So if they get set up, they can open early and make a couple extra bucks too. Okay. So uh, there's that to consider, just from a you know a financial right. or at least get your product or service that you're trying to you know do or your event that you're having to to get it out there. But the other thing is, there are a uh, a small but um, uh, I don't know what the right word is a a, a, a dedicated a dedicated contingent of people who have sort of been, I don't know, uh, they at least feel like they've been, uh, you know, sort of canceled or or otherwise, uh, you know, not friendly to the Porcupine okay. Freedom Festival, right? Sure. Um, you know, some people have, like, they've, they've banned a couple of people over, over the course of years and stuff like that. So there are people who really desire to have a festival where they can just do whatever event or product or service they want to provide Understood. or even just hang out and party. Without any of the, you know, the large festival sort of, you know, drama that goes on. I guess my my thinking is after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, right, you have people who come from all over and they go like, this is fantastic. I wish I had more time, right? And then Porkfest being, or Forkfest being afterwards would allow them to extend that perhaps and maybe. There is a, um, like, I enjoyed Forkfest when it was uh, after the Porcupine Freedom Festival as well. The two the two benefits are, like, if you have it before, well, then you get all the pre-stuff and you get set up and right. the vendors can, you know, make a little extra money, you know, because sure. most of the vendors get there a day early, two days early, depending on what they're anyway. doing. Um, but the benefit of having Forkfest after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, 
was always that, um, you know, the pork festers would begin leaving. Some would stay. Um, but then you would get sort of, uh, we'll call them regular people uh, attending because the 4th of July weekend is like right there. Okay. Right. And that's what Forkfest, you know, ran into it, like l- ran into and occurring upon the 4th of July. And so that's what I kind of liked about it being afterward was that it was better for outreach. Okay. Uh, for connecting with people who, uh, Forkfest, what's this? It's oh, Freedom Fest? Oh, I love freedom. It's the 4th. Like people are in that 4th of July mood. They're thinking okay. about the word freedom already. And so it was much easier to like just do outreach, to like connect with people just as like, you know, hey, you're a campsite across from me. And, you know, oh, you guys are having fun? Yeah, you know, we're having fun, too. And this is what we do and why right. we do it and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I do a radio show. Yeah, here, you know, have some literature, that kind of stuff. So, like, it served uh, a, a better position as far as outreach to people who would come to the campground for the 4th of July weekend okay. rather than coming there for either of the two fests. That being said, uh, Fork Fest had to be, like, either a week or almost a week after in order to overlap the 4th of July holiday this time. And so, well, most of the times the okay. way, the way it's scheduled most of the times in order to get to the 4th of July holiday, it would be about a week, six, seven days okay. uh, after pork pork. So that made it a two week thing. They had to attend. Now that the fork fest is before it's a shorter time. It's three or four days okay. before. And so now it's like a 10 day commitment instead of a 14 right. day commitment. Like I said, just a general curiosity is yeah. to the you know pros and cons of there's trade offs, the but I, I feel like now it's back to OG fork fest, right? Okay. Fair enough. Fork fest originally was before it got moved because somebody suggested it and everybody was like, eh, whatever. And so they did. And, and it was fun too. But I think I, I prefer the pre-funk rather than the post-funk. Okay. Personally. Right. Uh, so uh, anyway, 603-283-6160. Let's go to this unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. It's your boy. <laughs> the great now debunker. he cackles. All right. That's enough of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we all know who that was. And if you don't know. Uh, well, go you're listen welcome. to, go find the archives. No, don't. Don't. <laughs> you are welcome. If you don't know, you're welcome. You are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about this story from Cincinnati.com about a pastor who uh, has been targeted by the state, the city, whatever, the, the thugs, the goons, the, the cops, if you will. The local gang, the mafia. For helping the homeless stay warm in freezing weather he has a a church and uh, apparently he'd been warned uh since november back in november the state shook their finger at him and said if you uh if you continue to open your church to help the homeless people keep warm why you'll really get it or i don't know what they said but god's 11th commandment as handed down by the state thou shalt not house the homeless people during winter it's one of those commandments that uh, was dropped. Well, you see, you got to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Oh, let's and not it get turns out Caesar claims everything. So you know, let's and don't get... try and get out of it with that render unto God what is God's because Caesar claims to be a god. So you know, just got to give the state everything all of the time. What about little Caesars? <laughs> give them five bucks for a hot and juicy pizza. <laughs> hot and ready. Okay. 
<laughs> well, you see, the circular shape and the golden cheese represent the sun. If my pe- if my pizza is juicy, <laughs> it's it's something's wrong. Sorry, there there was a guy who used to like do the you know he used to hold the sign out front of the Little Caesars where yeah. where I lived, and that's what he would shout: hot and juicy. Ah. Uh. So at any rate, uh, back. Did, meanwhile, did, did that make anyone want pizza? Dude, we bought from Dickie all the time. I remember that dude's name. He had the name tag. Meanwhile, back in Ohio, the community shelter board counted 2,337 people designated as unhoused right in central Ohio during the January 25th, 23 point-in-time count. So somewhere in the north of 2,000 people uh, homeless in Ohio during the coldest part of January. Uh, the author says, I thought about those struggling to find safe housing in Columbus when I read the inhumane rationale from Bryan City officials for the charges against Avell. The city's engineer received complaints about people living in the church, which is zoned for business. See? A designation that prohibits residential usage on the first floor. Like... So they could have put them in the the, upper pews and it would have been fine? Or in the basement. So, again, wasn't the point of being a church... Not to be a business, so you're already letting them slide with that. What do you want? You the state could to zone just it not be evil. Like you how, know, just just right. be like you know, we're we're letting you be not a business in right. a business zone, right? So we're just gonna go ahead and let you be not a residential yeah. in not a residential zone. How like, many zoning designations do you want the state to have, though? Zero. Uh, zero. Okay. Obviously. Zero's a good number. All right. I like zero. I'll take that. But if, if it's like right now, it's like residential and commercial, and that's what you get. Well, and and uh, if residential or, things, if or really we could not have things centrally planned because it makes them worse. If they're really going to hold this, then you have church. pig farms next to houses, pigless. Um, no, you don't, because it's really hard to keep someone paying rent when they're next to a pig farm. Okay. If if they're really going to hold this church, I mean, we know to pig farmers zoning, in areas, to so. zoning ordinances, shouldn't they just be like, "Hey, this area is zoned for business, which you are not," and like kick them out? Right? You would think that would be the thing to do. Like they should have done this many moons ago. Why is a non-business able to exist in a business zoned? Because they're also not residential. They're not. Their their purpose is but not. They're to not house a business, people. right? If it's I got zoned it. for that's, business, right? that's wise. But you got to pick one, man. I mean, I guess residential, yeah. commercial. I, are they, you, are the they doing God's gonna business? Do the state has the designations. Uh huh. Where would you put a church under under the state paradigm? Where would you put a church under the state paradigm? Where would I put a church? Where would you put a church? Um. Well, nonprofit. So, so you've got to add a designation. So here's no, what I no would do. designation for nonprofit. I would say that you can't have them in either of them, and that will upset people enough that they'll go, why are we doing this? This is dumb. And then we stop zoning. They're not going to stop zoning. They're going to put them in the agricultural area, or they're going to force them out into non-zoned areas. Uh, agriculture is a zone. I know. Those are farming zones, and this is farming. Got They're not allowed to be there either. I got it. So then the unlikelihood is the unlikelihood is that people are going to rise up. The likelihood is they're going to have to go to where there is no zoning, and people are going to be upset that they have to travel that far to go to church, but that's what they're going to end up doing. And the churches where? will go out of business for lack of parishioners. That's, I, I yeah. don't think that's actually going to happen. I think okay. people will be upset enough to demand that you stop doing the thing that's keeping them from talking to God. 
That tends to be what people do. Well, normal churchgoers would probably understand that you don't need the building to talk to God, though. The author continues, I thought about a homeless man I wrote about years ago. He climbed into a dumpster to stay warm one cold winter night, and he was crushed to death the next morning by a garbage collector who did not realize he was in there. Oh, there was another story about that recently as well. Some lady got crushed and survived. Wow. Uh, Like those housed in Avell's church, the man needed somewhere to go. The only place he had was a trash dumpster. We have got to do better. A Milwaukee Journal Sentinel column I rent about a, I read about Avell reminds me of what Jesse Vogel, a fellow at the Legal Aid Society of Columbus, recently wrote in his Dispatch Opinion guest column about a father he encountered at a legal clinic for former Colonial Village apartment residents. An unlicensed property manager at that 508-unit apartment complex on Columbus's east side rented to people despite being uh, despite rooms being boarded up and having no heat. Why would anyone stay in conditions like that? Where well else could we go, said the father, a Haitian immigrant. In a December 13th letter, Bryan Police Chief Gregory E. Rusky cited case law that backed up the charges that Avell faces. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're a church. No, it doesn't matter if you're a church. We have case law. We have precedent. This what what you just said, they had nowhere else to go. That is an idea that permeates more than just this story. Right? People are always like the the people are always trying to take care of those at like the bottom rung mm-hmm. during the worst stuff. Yep. Unknowingly that that's the best they can do. Right. Because if they could do better, they would. And this is where they're at. And if you take that away, you don't magically make them better. Right. You magically make them worse. Right, yeah. So stop doing that. Right. Now they have nothing. It's like uh, when I was in Seattle. Like they, raising the minimum wage. There, there was all yeah. more unemployed people. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's what drives that activity at all. I don't think they're trying to take care of the homeless people. I'm, I think they're trying to get rid of the eyesore of it. Like well, they the are state trying is, to, but, well, but the church is trying to help. Oh, yeah. Well, right. then, then yeah. let them go inside the church. It's a win-win. Right. The church takes care of them. There's no eyesore because they're off the street. Well, and, and the homeless again, people are warm. These are problems that we wouldn't have if there weren't all of these regulations keeping us from building, quote-unquote, substandard housing and putting these people indoors in the first place. Yeah, that's why they're out there. Yeah. is because they can't afford anything, and we aren't allowed to build what they can afford. Yeah, back in Seattle, uh, the homeless, uh, at some particular junctions, because Seattle's just a bunch of bridges, right? It's a bunch of hills and mountains, right? So the roadway is mostly bridges. And so the homeless would sleep underneath the bridges, right? The crevices where the hill meets the, the bridge and that kind of thing. And so to address the problem, the state decided to build these, um, I don't even know what to call them. They look like little pyramids that okay. stick up. Uh, from the pavement, from the asphalt, so that it was not comfortable for you to lay down. Oh, they do that the with bridges. the benches. Right. They put spikes on the benches or partitions in like We're just separating three seats now, so there's three seats you right. can Right, so you can't lay you down. You can't lay down. Right. Yeah. Unless you carry like a couple two by fours with you or Whatever. something, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And like, so what happened in Seattle when they started doing these spikes under the bridges? Well, all of a sudden, all the homeless had to go somewhere else more visible. That it was before. They exacerbated the problem yep. by taking away the, the one, you know, and like, you know, is it a public highway? Well, if it is, or a public roadway, if it is, then shouldn't anyone be able to use it? Well, and don't go there because then you'll have the protesters blocking traffic, well, which yeah. is another problem. Yeah. 
It, but it is under the and highway. That happened too. Under the highway is not an obstruction. Right. Right. They're not bothering anybody. They're just existing underneath an existing well structure. you see the public will has stated that these are to only be used in certain ways and since the public will is what owns it they get to determine what gets to be used for public will i.e the politicians who reportedly run the place yep their will yeah. not your will not the public will yeah their will well and those protesters who are in the road are exactly what the politicians use to say well do you want this to happen because this is what happens when you don't let us arbitrarily enforce our will theoretically on your behalf and private roadways would solve that as well but whatever yeah as always that's the actual solution the law might be on the side of the city but that does not mean much to those who find themselves struggling to find shelter even if it is not ideal, safe, or warm. What Avell did was not perfect, but he did do something. How many of us can say the same? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean... Die, freeze to death outside the church, right? Or survive one more night in the church illegally. Life or death, man. Yeah. Break the law. I mean, if I were a homeless person and about to freeze because, you know, it was below zero or whatever, even just below 30... Right. And like somebody opened the church and was like, dude, if you're cold, come on in. I'm coming in. You know, uh, if the state wants to do something great, far out solid, right on, you know. Or uh, go rob a liquor store and get arrested and spend the night in a nice warm jail cell. Mm. Yeah. Well, and there's that too. And you were I mean, saying. Don't do it violently, right? Just be like, hey, I'm robbing you. Call the cops. Right. You know? mm. yeah. Well, I mean, you were saying earlier about how uh, a lot of people are like, well, these are the things that are beyond the non aggression principle. And it's like, well, wait a second. Now, if you decide, I mean, you have to do something. Now, if what you decide to do is to embrace so much the non-aggression principle as to help other people be less violent, one of the things you could do is like, hey, when people are desperate, they're more likely to be violent. So I'm going to go find ways to make people less desperate. For yep. example, these people are about to be desperate because when you are that cold, you get real desperate real quick. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah, and again, I'm fine with that, but it, you know, the, the non-aggression principle is the baseline. This is well above it. Well, the thing is, though, this is the same thing. You're just expanding to make the non-aggression easier well, this by is, somebody else. This is just basic yeah, human yeah. compassion is I what get it. it is. Yeah. But, some, but sometimes, right, on occasion, mm-hmm. people will take their basic human compassion and allow the state to act on their behalf. Right, way too many times. Well, but but that's how you get a lot of policies enacted that benefit some sort of justice issue. Yeah, right. So, well, those people need to be helped, and you won't voluntarily help them. So, we're going to compel your assistance through state programs. And these occasional flub-ups are just the cost of living in a civilized society. If we just let these people do whatever they want to, there will be chaos all of the time. But we don't call that non-aggression plus, right? Because that's that, even though compassionate, maybe in intent, Mm. is not compassionate in outcome. Yeah. The long arm of the law came down on him for doing what we as a a society should do, providing a place for those among us who struggle. No one wants to stay in a church, but they had nowhere else to go, Avell told Fox News. Many of these people, they'd been rejected by their families. They'd been cast aside by their communities. If the church is not willing to lay down their life for them, who will? Well, and another example of compassionate intent can, in fact, do the exact opposite. So 
there are plenty of people, I guarantee you, that are that really honestly believe that the best thing for humanity is to just let these people die. Just okay. reduce the carbon footprint. They, you are the carbon they want to reduce. Yeah. That, that has don't been you very understand? Clear. If we don't reduce the carbon footprint, we are all going to die. So as heartless as it seems to you libertarians to just let people die in the cold, we need social order and sometimes some you got to break some eggs to make some omelets. It's also a misunderstanding of how carbon benefits life. So. <laughs> carbon literally is life. It is. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll take that answer too. The counts of L faces disregard a few facts. The unhoused needs somewhere to go. Being homeless is not a crime. Uh, I mean, I know it is like maybe not their maybe not their jurisdiction, but it shouldn't be. Uh, Helping homeless people should also not be a crime. The real crime is that we as people do not do nearly enough to help those in need. And this sort of calls back to what you you guys are saying about like people outsourcing their charity they yep. think that like oh well, i pay my taxes and they deal with that for me no that's not how it works they don't deal with it for you they don't take care of people for you nobody nobody takes your tax money and does charitable things with it okay it just doesn't happen well they give out welfare to some people i mean it's not charitable in the sense but they are helping those who can't right with so, your money so if people who complain about the homeless don't actually do anything other than uh, allow the state to take taxes, then they actually don't care about the homeless. I'll accept that. It's a virtue signal. Right. Yeah. It's a lip service. There you go. Uh, the real crime is that we do not do nearly enough to help those in need. For this, society is the one who needs a day in court. Well, I I, I beg to differ with that last statement, but I get the point yeah. that this author is trying to make. Well, and I think that's really the core issue is that people equate government and society. And they're two different things. Like, in the absence of government, society still exists. Yeah, they Open are in, a frickin' history book. Yeah, they are, in fact, such different things. They are opposites. The opposite of society is when you use threats to get your way. Yeah, and that's not cool, right? This is, if you're, again, violating the nap, right? If you're threatening somebody... To get your way, you are in the wrong. If you are forcing somebody at gunpoint to get your way, you are in the wrong. It's that simple. You yeah. learned it in kindergarten. Don't hit people. Don't take their stuff. Like, it's that simple, people. Sometimes I know libertarians like to argue about, like, the minutia and, like, the, the what if this and the what if that and, like, everybody. Lifeboat you know, scenarios. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Uh, extreme you would clearly scenarios. violate the non-aggression principle if your life depended on it. Right. Uh, but the the point is that it's not that difficult, right? Libertarians, uh, like uh, the principles, being a voluntarist is pretty easy most of the time. The the core fundamental is yeah. the the non aggression principle is very easy most of the time. Easier than uh, knowing all of the laws that may apply to you at one point or another, depending on what piece of dirt you're standing on, right? But it's insufficient, which is why we need these charitable Correct. things yes. and, and it, beyond. But, but it's a good place to start. And Understood. It's, and it's not so complicated. Like, oftentimes, oh, man, and this kind of, well. I, and it's also good for knowing where to stop on these good ideas. So, yeah, if you have this church that's keeping people warm when they would otherwise die, that's great. Yep. But if they have to go steal money in order to keep that going, yep. then you're doing the wrong thing. If the church is, is being subsidized by the state in some form or fashion... 
603-283-6160. Do you do anything to help people in need? Do you, I don't know, do you serve in a soup kitchen? Do you donate money? Do you What, what do you do to actually help people in need? Or do you just think tax money takes care of it for you? Give us a call. Your thoughts are welcome. More Free Talk Live. Hour number two is coming up. Don't go anywhere. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Free Talk Live. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in, listening to tonight's edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you want to call and join the conversation, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Bigless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Uh, no, I'm not asking you guys. I'm asking the listeners. So, I mean, you know. yes. Are you tired of the oppressive rules and moderation of the big social media sites? You've pre-answered. <laughs> Our, I thought you said you weren't asking <laughs> us. I pre-answered. I am not because I don't use them. He pre-answered. With, I don't even. I didn't even know what the question was. Are you tired of the oppressive rules and moderation of the big tech social media sites? No, I heard you the first time. Our Mastodon <laughs> server at social.freetalklive can set you free. Mastodon is free, open source, decentralized, and federated. Multiple apps are available for iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Social.freetalklive.com. Social.freetalklive.com. I will say this. You know what is annoying about X? I'm just going to share. The The fact that they changed their name from Twitter to a letter? I'll I'll call them Twitter then, if that (laughs) makes you feel better. Like, I'm not subscribed to Elon Musk, but I have multiple Twitter accounts that I use for like multiple facets of my life okay. that I don't want interspersed when I'm scrolling through news. Sure, yeah. But every single time Elon tweets, I get a notification on all of the accounts. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I blocked Elon him. Elon has tweeted. Yeah, I okay. straight up blocked him. Okay. Yeah, he like, uh, out, off the bat every now and again. I'll, I'll every see now some, and again he'll no, unblock no. himself. No, every now and again I'll see some. You know, somebody will post something. And it's like they're referencing someone that I've blocked. And I'm like, who did I block? Oh, Elon, Elon, that's who I blocked. But 
All right, well, we've got some callers. But so. just the ego on that guy to think that everybody with every interest is interested in him well, just because he runs it. Yeah, I mean, it might be spelled Elon, but it's pronounced ego. Okay. Ego I'll take Musk. It. You should take a note from Tom. Did anyone ever hear from Tom? No, no. just the one time. Friends Welcome. with everybody, yep. didn't bother anyone. Yeah. Yep, yep. Tom was cool. And we forsook him. Forsook? <laughs> we did forsake forsaken. him. Forsaken. He was, he was forsaken. Yes, by, well, everybody. Taken for granted. Definitely. We went, we love this Zuckerberg guy. I was thinking about this the Suck other it, day. Tom. I was thinking about this the other day that, like. We're leaving. They're like social media, and, like, I find, like, tech in general. Uh, is most fun when it's early adoption season, right? So, like, when when MySpace first came out, there was not the people were like, what, what's a MySpace? And, like, only, space. only the nerds were like, oh, dude, MySpace is cool. It's this website where you can blah, 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 and you do this, that, the other. You Learn a little music, bit of HTML some, coding. Yeah, you know, and blah, blah, you know. And so, like, that's when it was the coolest, was when it was... A sort of a new thing. There was an exclusive, uh, if you will, nerd community, right, who were just discovering it and figuring out how to use it and use all the features and customize it and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't until the general population was onboarded to MySpace that it began to suck. That's when I onboarded. Like I signed up, I signed up for both MySpace and Facebook on like the same day. Really? In like 2007 oh, or around there. Wow. Okay. I was like, I'm, I knew of MySpace well before that. I just had zero interest. So, so, so my, MySpace was my first experience with uh, Web two, and I'm against Web two. I thought it was a terrible, terrible idea. Like I get it. Everyone had basically the same website where they'd put up their face and their name and talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. And MySpace went, you know. We could just do that for you. And everyone went, that just sounds way easier. So they all went to MySpace. And I thought oh, that was the beginning. Of, or, no, yeah. no, 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 MySpace. MySpace. They, they had the, the uh, you know, the the boilerplate form where you fill out like, okay, here, put your profile picture. Oh, and talking, right, yeah. All that. Yeah, they tried to build your site for you instead right. of letting you or making you sort of do it yourself. Yeah, and I saw that and I'm like, what I thought the beginning was great about end. it was, was like, it, it forced people to learn a thing. So like... It, you needed to know somebody on MySpace to be able to figure out how to build your own page, right? You're like, yeah, I got the MySpace. I'm trying to get into it. But, like, I don't know any what HTML. Do I do? What do I do? Here, I'll show you. And so it created, like, this sort of brotherhood, right? This sort of, like, hey, I'll help you. This community of, I won't call them tech support, but, like, if you knew somebody who was already on MySpace, they were more likely to help you figure out how to build your own page because they had one and they had to get help from somebody else too. And so it just, it was this cascading interpersonal interaction that got more people on the MySpace. And then Facebook comes around and there's like a mass migration because like the automation started happening that you're describing and Facebook was like, oh, well, this is a better thing. And everybody's like, yeah, Facebook's better. Everybody migrate over here. I was one of the last ones to move from MySpace to Facebook. Partially because MySpace started to look like Facebook and then Facebook won. Right. Mm. I think the biggest thing was just that Facebook had the ability to look people up. MySpace, it was hard to find people. Yeah. You basically had to get a link from a person if you wanted their MySpace. What That's I a loved, benefit. Yeah, what I loved about MySpace, though, was like they didn't care. And to some extent, Facebook doesn't care either. But MySpace totally didn't care about pseudonyms. Right. And you could have as many MySpace pages as you wanted. Right. You could be Bill Smith. You could be Peakless Mountaineer. You could be Jane Doe. Right, it didn't matter. They didn't care, right? Whereas Facebook decided to care. They decided at some point that like 
we have to crack down on people who aren't using their authentic names, right? And then Facebook like got into a bunch of crap with their user base about, well, what does authentic name mean? Do you mean government, government ID? No, mm. actually, they that's what they meant, but they weren't allowed to legally say that. So they had to say, like, you can verify your authentic uh, name by using something like a driver's license or a birth certificate or something with your authentic name on it. Right, and then it bat way down the list. They had a bunch of other stuff, right? Well, I know your story, but yeah. I've shared mine as well. I'm I'm ID verified on Facebook and LinkedIn as Richie Rich. Nice. I uh, I gave like I got on LinkedIn for I don't know, man, like a half an hour, and I immediately discovered how crappy it was. Like I'm like, no, I don't want to be connected to all these people in the employment realm, right? Uh, so I got rid of it, and then like a couple of years go by. And I applied for this job, and they're like, and we need you to give us your LinkedIn profile. And I'm like, oh, crap, all right. So I already had it. I just, I didn't cancel it. I just never used it. I never right. logged back into it. So a couple of years later, I logged back into it, and I update some things, and, like, you know, it, it did the job. It got me the job. But, like, yeah. uh, as soon as I got the job, I uh, I was like, nope, oh, <laughs> done. <laughs> then I, I deleted it. I recently fired up LinkedIn. Just LinkedIn to, is evil, dude. That's fine, but I, you know, I was having an issue with GameStop tech support, and so I fired up LinkedIn and found the board of directors and reached out to them to let them know they had a consumer complaint about their tech support, and the the problem was solved like three days later, after two months of back wow. and forth with tech support. So th- there is a benefit to being able to contact people through LinkedIn. Mm. All right, uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. I believe this is Crichton in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hey, good. What's on your mind? I wanted to revisit a topic that came up about a week or so ago between uh, you guys and uh, Mark Ridley of the Ridley Report. Dave Ridley. Dave Ridley. Dave Ridley. I'm sorry. Dave Ridley of the Ridley Report. He was reporting on a uh, UN movement to ban nuclear weaponry. And I call him a fascist. Yes, and I want to go there. Go there. I do want to go there. Please go there. You want to call Dave a fascist, or you want to argue with Richie about Dave not being a fascist? I'm not going to call Dave a fascist. Okay. But he's probably going to call me a fascist before we're over. um, Don't act like a fascist, and you won't get called a fascist. I I am okay with being called names, but I want to present a slightly different perspective that you might appreciate. Um, okay. The United States is, has a treaty with pretty much every country in the world that it has any treaties with at all that says that it cannot possess, uh, from a military or federal level, um, facilities that are capable of producing um, gas weapons, like sarin gas, those kinds of things. It's, it's a weapons treaty. Um, and... I'm hearing Part them out. And parcel to this treaty, the United States prohibits itself from owning makeup companies. Okay. okay. Know, it seems so bizarre, but I'm going to explain Sounds it. Sounds to me like there are ways of turning makeup companies into uh, chemical weapons manufacturers. So which far, I'm not going to call you a fascist. Which is not really that surprising. I mean, all of the so-called chemicals, these are all petrochemicals. And the thing about petrochemicals, you can turn everything into everything. It's just a question of how expensive it is to do. But I'm going to explain to you why it is the government prohibits itself from doing that, even though it does not prohibit uh, private 
manufacturers from developing makeup companies. Is it because it looks good? The reason is, the reason is, even though um, the United States government does not care about making making weaponry at all, um, what they want to prevent is the ability, the, the the problem of making a target for a foreign terrorist or attacker within the public. In other words, they don't want to make it obvious to their foreign adversaries that they have a facility that can make such a uh, gas weapon any kind of civilian area because it becomes its own problem because it becomes a target for a foreign attack. Well, it would be that company's responsibility to defend itself, right? That's yes. that's private that's private ownership and private defense. And that's part of the problem. So What's the problem? The, the problem I'm speaking of is what, what between yourself and Dave Ridley. The argument is is that he he made the point that it that this treaty agree would potentially in some time in the future make nuclear weapons for these same governments illegal. Now, I agree with you. That does not mean that you as an individual should not be able to have a nuclear weapon. Well, that's, well, for why, the, for the that's why I called him a fascist, because he I said am, I couldn't. I am all for making it illegal for governments to own nuclear weapons. I think that the, gonna, I think the governments of the world have proven themselves to be the least responsible weapons users ever. And as such, any effort that we can make to keep weapons out of their hands is a good one. But that's not where I'm going. I knew you would agree with that. Where I'm going is, is that by you possessing a nuclear weapon, then you become a greater target. And the problem is, is not that you can't guarantee or, or roughly guarantee that you know what you're doing with your own weapon. The problem is, is that you can't ultimately defend yourself from a foreign national without the United States government's uh, participation in that. They should participate in that, but they won't, and you know they won't. Well, I don't even think they should, right? Private ownership, private defense. If I'm going to I'm have saying, a nuclear weapon, I again, this goes back to my property thing, like you have to be able to defend it. Luckily for you, yes. you have a nuclear weapon, right? I understand that, but I'm, I'm trying to make the point that if you possess a nuclear weapon, you can't practically guarantee that. You can't be that defender. You I don't have to guarantee, guarantee anything. There is no guarantee of defense under any circumstance. You are putting the onus on the o- you are putting the onus on the owner to guarantee safety yeah. for for that you wouldn't put on anybody else. Yeah. Do you understand yes, that? Because you are acting as if government actors can guarantee safety of these things. When if you look I at know. their track record, they do not. And they've written it I into their that. and they've written it into their That's laws that they have no responsibility to. Sir, ma'am. Actually, my point Go is ahead. that whether it's a government or not, they can't guarantee the safety of that weapon, and it is such a a, a dangerous. Look, you can't guarantee weapon. the safety of your passenger when you take them into your vehicle. I know that. So we should prevent everyone from driving or from taking passengers. No. I. Why is I guaranteed safety such a big? Position. Then why are you I putting the onus on anybody who owns something to guarantee safety? That's ludicrous. But that's what we have to do. No, you don't. It is not. That's no. dumb. Wait, wait. Why? It's not. You, it's not fascistic. Hang, hang it's on, just guys. dumb. Hang on, uh, Crichton. Why do you believe 
that that's just what we have to do. What makes you say that? I'm saying that because you accept the liability, the responsibility of being that kind of weapon owner. You have to be able to do that. You have to do your best effort. Thus, no, I don't. Crichton. No, I don't. Well, so For the like, same reason as the vehicle example I just gave. Right. Now, if you're a responsible vehicle owner, right, um, here in New Hampshire, it's not, it's not required by law for you to have uh, auto insurance. It's a choice. You can have it or not. I personally think it's a good idea. And so as a responsible vehicle pilot uh, and owner, I choose to carry some insurance, right? But if and, you give me a ride, are you going to guarantee my safety? Nope. Nope. Why not? Well, because you're the ride provider, Captain. Yeah, because like you no ought to one guarantee can, the safety yeah. of any passenger. Right. So okay, I, I, maybe guarantee isn't the best word. Okay. How about best effort? Well, the, I don't have to make a best effort. Well, well hold on. Do they you are think someone's going to own a nuke and not make a best effort to keep that nuke from getting stolen? <laughs> you're pu- you're putting the onus on the victim. I didn't say stolen. You're putting I didn't the say stolen. You're putting the onus on the victim. How about you just stop listen, people from okay, aggressing? Okay, listen stolen or broken or uh, exploded. You think they're not going to make a best effort to to protect something right. that is that expensive? Go, go ahead, Craig. I believe that they would. I believe that you would. But that is exactly. Then what the are point. we talking about here? But we're, you're talking past me because you won't let me speak. Here's the thing: a best effort. Let's let's not say guarantee because you're right. That would be impossible. I'm usually best right, effort. but go ahead. When you when you get into a car, well, let's not go crazy here. When you get into a car with somebody else driving, you're making the assumption that they will make the best effort to stay on the road and stay in their lane. No, I've gotten in the car with a drunk friend when I'm supposed to be the designated driver. He said, I can handle it. I go, let's see what you can do. Whoa, well, you man, you missed it? your turn. Circle back. Okay. But... Mm-hmm. When you own a, own a firearm, you you do know that you have to make a best effort. You should make a best effort that when you fire into the woods, hunting, that you know what's behind your target. So when you, you own property, effort. you have to be responsible for the actions of the property that you own. If that's going to be your analogy, I would have to make my best effort to make sure it's safe when I choose to detonate my my nuclear weapon, which yes. we've already established. Yes, it's possible. On like a two miles of two mile acreage, two miles of land, right minus fallout or whatever. But the 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 smallest nuke you can get, you can blow up two two miles, two square miles of land. I would have to make my yeah. best effort, right? You would have to make your best effort. But do you understand? But if, but if someone sneaks up behind me, and unholsters my weapon and shoots the clerk, right? That's not on me. Okay. If if you have your your weapon in your basement and you and you don't put an alarm on your house, are you making your best effort? I number yes. one, yes, yeah. Number one, you shouldn't have to. And the only places that that's a problem is places where the state dictates it. So I shouldn't yes. have to lock up my firearms in my home on the off chance that a burglar breaks in and grabs it. And I mean, you, that's a you, state function. You want to talk about fascism? Everything that you're saying says that fascism is awesome because it's arbitrary where you're drawing the line of what is too dangerous. It's arbitrary where you're drawing the line of what is sufficient for me to consider it your best effort. No, you just want to run people's lives. 
I want no, a loaded shotgun above I my bed. Then talk like you don't want to run people's lives because everything you've said so far is about telling people what to do with their property. You know how wrong you not are? Once, you have me and Peakless agreeing with each did other. I say that you that's had fair. to do what I said. That, that, that's actually... It that is the underlying said. premise of your argument. No, it's not. The underlying premise of my argument is that at a weapon of that size and possible destruction, it is impossible for you to have a best practice, as even the government can't do that. I agree that it is impossible for us to make you happy. I'm just trying to see. You will not be satisfied with anything that we do. Okay, so if uh, who's going to let's ask one follow-up question: Who's going to adjudicate best practice and take my nuke from me? I didn't say anyone would take your nuke from me. I already said right from the start that I agreed that you had your position on When you say you're not allowed to have correct. a thing, it implies someone's going to take it from you. I didn't say you weren't allowed to have it. I specifically said I agree with you that you should be able to have that weapon. Then everything you've said after that is pointless. No. I'm trying to point out the perspective from Dave Ridley. I don't care what his perspective merit. is. He said as, I couldn't own as, it. As, he said I shouldn't be able to own it, and 8 billion people would try to take I it from me. I did not say that you should not be able to own it. Not once did I say that. Okay. Then I then, then, then I then I go back to everything you've said after that is pointless. Because Dave Ridley's no. argument was that I should not be able to own it. And if you disagree with Dave Ridley not, and agree with me, then you don't need to make an excuse for his fascist position. No. I'm trying to help you see that there is merit in the treaty. I don't. I. I'm not party to that treaty. No. no and I would not be party to any treaty that says I cannot own a thing. But likewise, the treaty that I pointed out that does exist that limits the federal government from owning uh, makeup companies. Uh, but that that treaty that prevents the government from owning makeup companies, by extension, prevents private business from owning makeup companies. Nope. And I'm against that. How does it do that? He just said they couldn't have makeup company plants in, in, in the country because the government signed a treaty. They exist. What? I thought he said they, that earlier on. Maybe I misheard. They, they do exist. I, 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 I've used that yeah, example on purpose. Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. Then now, I misheard. I, I apologize. Absu- I misheard. I am absolutely in favor of anything that limits the government, especially if it actually effectively does so. I would make it illegal for them to own paper clips, given the opportunity. Toilet seats and hammers. <laughs> yeah. Make no mistake. Everything they own, they own only and exclusively through violent theft. Yep. That is all. So, yes, I would be happy to make. And if you want to start at nukes, that's a great place to start. With the well, makeup plants, exactly I thought he said it makes them a target for our enemies. Right, yeah, on, and if on, you want to start at it makeup does. plants, I'm fine there, too. Hold on, guys. Uh, Crichton, I just want to say uh, you get the verbal uh, award, the, the peace award, because your your call here did, as Richie Rich pointed out, uh, made Peakless and Richie Rich agree on a thing. <laughs> That's an indicator that you're wrong. <laughs> I because, don't even care because we like don't how agree. Got to it. it just happened, and it's never happened before. So, Crichton, congratulations. Uh, you have won the award, and thank you so much for the call, man. We appreciate you. <laughs> and for our next call, Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> the award-winning Crichton. I'm going to have to change his name in the system so like when he calls it, the caller ID pops up and says, The award-winning Crichton. There you go. <laughs> That was fantastic. Yeah. If I misunderstood the way he presented the example, I apologize. 
But I thought he said you're not allowed to have a makeup company in America because it makes it a target for terrorists I'm, to blow up. I'm just surprised you guys agreed. That's, that's how wrong now, he was. That's, now, that's the point. Maybe we need to extend this to corporations since they are, in fact, actually part of the government, aren't allowed to own makeup companies. Great. So have a business that isn't incorporated. 603-283-6160 is the number. If you would like to join the conversation, who will be the next award-winning caller to get Peakless and Richie Rich to agree on a premise? It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. The crimes of the Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That is the domestic terrorist hotline. I'm sorry, that's the call-in number for Free Talk Live. Although the feds would, you know, think those are one and the same. Michigan militia. <laughs> they have in fact classified libertarians as uh, domestic terrorists. Oh, so yeah. And anybody who was even at J six. Yep. Much less like participated or like went inside or whatever, climbed the wall. Like just people that were standing outside. They now have a, a file on you if you were there. They also have a file on people and have classified you a domestic terrorist if you were at some other, uh, like a, a, another state capital uh, during the J6 thing, right? Because mm-hmm. these, these protests didn't just happen in D.C., Right. Uh, other people gathered at other places of, you know, like state capitals, stuff like that. Uh, and so. Uh, and to those people, I have to ask so how do you feel about the Patriot Act now? Yeah. If you've ever listened to Ron Paul speak, you're on the list. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. If you ever thought that, hey, I really like freedom, you just might be a domestic terrorist. <laughs> uh, before we go on, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash with BitRefill.com, where you can buy gift cards from big retailers, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Thanks to the Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash.org. All right. Apparently, you guys have uh, your agreement has fired up some callers. Oh no! I don't know if it was specifically your agreement. I'm just assuming. I assume the world shakes when this happens. <laughs> We're going to do some is, wonder twins is, and is, really make is things. Is time happen. going to warp? <laughs> Are both of you guys going to show up uh, on your next uh, day to be on Free Talk Live with goatees instead of beards, and I'll show up with a big beard? I don't know, but we might at least do the time warp dance. Let's do the time warp again. This is why you got to split us up and have, can't have us on the same night, Kevin. <laughs> so here's a Too question. <laughs> the first time the Time Warp dance was done, did they sing again? Ooh. Because it is a Time Warp. So you would think that someone would go back in time from after that and to do- before that so you would be accurate in calling it again. 
Maybe the only way to close the time warp is for them to always say again. Mm. Or does that keep it open? I am, you know. Hey, I've seen this movie. It looks to me like they're keeping it open. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, This is Jack, I believe, calling from West Virginia. Is that right, Jack? Yes, sir. Hey, you're live on the radio. What's on your mind? Well, I'm not even sure what radio I'm on because uh, (laughs) I'm listening to Free Talk Live, and there's a bunch of girls on there talking, telling us to call in using this phone number. Uh So when I called it, I got you guys. So I don't even know who I'm Uh, talking to now. So some of the radio stations that broadcast our show do what we call a delayed broadcast. Uh, And so you're probably listening to a show from either Wednesday or Thursday when uh, we have Bonnie and Nikki on here. Uh, At least we know what it takes to get them to call in. Get have a female (laughs) voice saying call into the show. We all got to talk like this from now on. (laughs) <laughs> the thing of it is, I mean, I mean, why can't they run you live tonight, you know, instead of something I agree. recorded yeah. like that? That would be a question for your local program director. Yep. Indeed. If you want to call your local station okay. and, and ask, hey, uh, can you run Free Talk Live live instead of on a delay? That, that might help us uh, actually get on that station live. We'd appreciate that. But we what sure were the would. girls saying that, you know, compelled you to call and what would you like to talk about? Well, uh, there's no point in me bringing it up because... It, it has because they'll bring it up anyway what you guys have been talking about tonight <laughs> especially that last caller uh who lost me in the first 30 seconds oh sorry about that um and then you and then you got into it with him so then both of you lost me i, I did I have a moment of eyes glaze over there. yeah i have a tendency to get into right. it with callers when they're dumb yeah 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 so i've got a nonsensical call here now <laughs> because I know who I'm talking to now, and uh, you guys were talking about MySpace and Facebook. You yeah. were. Well, I, I was also on MySpace uh, for for some period of time, mm-hmm. and then I heard this thing called Facebook, so I, I, I logged into Facebook, and guess what? There was nobody there. <laughs> I mean, there were a few <sighs> businessmen Once there, and as I recall, they advertised it actually for business people to connect with each other, almost like LinkedIn. LinkedIn. And so anyway, I looked around. There was no one there. I went back to MySpace. So like six months later, all I hear is Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. So I logged back in again, you know, using a different name because I'd already left it. And all of a sudden, it seemed like the whole world was there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at that time, as you said, you could use a nickname, anything you wanted on Facebook. Right. And uh, you know how you save uh, your your bookmarks and so forth on your computer. My bookmark still has my original nickname used for Facebook. Wow. Anyway, so Facebook contacts everybody in the world and says, we have to have a real name. You've got to send us, like you said, a birth certificate or a driver's license or something that proves it. So I was adopted when I was 17. So I sent them my first birth certificate, which is not my legal name, because I didn't want Facebook to know my legal name. Okay. I, I think it's horrible. I mean, the cops must go to Facebook to find out everything in the world about you, right? Oh, yeah. All of the best criminals do. Yeah. 
and I say so, that I mean more than know. just cops. Like uh, I have heard countless, and I see it still to this day on the Facebook, where people are like, "Well, I'm getting ready to go on my two week vacation to Mexico. Oh, Going to yeah. make sure I, you right. know, log off the thing, and like, you know, I've notified the mail to stop delivering my mail, and I won't be back for two weeks. I'll send you guys lots of photos. Bye." And like, okay, and those are the same people. Yeah, those are the same people that take pictures of their home and the interior, yeah. and quite often they're minor children. Yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, with you. These people are fools. What's wrong with them, right? Well, it's culturally acceptable now. For what? I mean, what's wrong with them is a legitimate question. I would start out with the public education system. And then I'd like to point out that their air, food, water, and everything else is extremely poisonous. So, yeah, there's a reason people are doing stupid things. And it's... Well, it, yeah, it goes back to the old saying, there's nothing free in this world. Amen. And, and uh, you're giving up more than money when you when you give in to Facebook and other platforms like yeah. it, you yeah. know. Anyway... Tan Stoffel, uh, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Back on. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you know. Wait till the girls come back on, so I can call them and tell them what I wanted to tell them. So I'll, I'll let you know. You guys later. I'll let you know, Jack, before you go. That uh, uh, Wednesday and Thursday is when Bonnie's in the first chair. Uh, Nikki is on one of those two days. I don't remember which. I think Wednesdays. Uh, but Bonnie's on both days, and then uh, on the weekends, uh, it's myself and uh, kind of a rotating. Uh, cast of people as well so a uh, motley you, crew if you want to talk about uh you know what you called about tonight uh try and give a call between seven and ten on wednesday uh and if not then thursday and you'll probably get the the hosts you were seeking okay well i'm also going to call the station manager and ask them why they're not running you live on the weekends give uh, him what we appreciate it we 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 well, issue you a verbal award as well yeah i used to work at that station as a, a talk show host so I know him. I'm going oh, to ask even you better. He's not running, you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Jack, no, right, thanks. nothing but love. Take Bye. care. I will also say this regarding what you post on Facebook or MySpace or social media. Yeah. Um, operational security is your personal responsibility. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you figure it out what's best for you, and if that's how you want to play it, yeah. don't yeah. be mad when the results reflect it. Right. Yeah. Uh, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Yep. Uh if you do not know what the if you do not see the price, you are the product, and that is every bit as true with public education and with Facebook. And I'd like to point out that the reason MySpace didn't force you to identify yourself with your driver's license is because they have not been invested in and directed by the government from the very beginning, where yeah. Facebook absolutely has. And my MySpace was during that period of time, maybe that at the end of that period of time. Where everyone online had a handle, right, right, and it was okay yeah. to have a handle. Yeah, it was it was insane not to. That was right. the first rule of the internet, man. The don't first ever use your real name. Real name. Uh, yeah, don't don't put your credit card information. Don't put your address. Don't put any personal identifying information online. That was the first rule of the internet. It's still the first rule of the internet. It's just that, as Richie Rich pointed out, it's culturally acceptable to do so now. More than culturally acceptable. It is expected. It's almost required, depending on where yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, stay off of Facebook, join our Mastodon, but don't worry. Google will protect our identity. Just no, put no. all of your information into them. They'll vouch for you, and then you won't be putting your information on the internet. Solved it. Uncle Google knows everything. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. That's hilarious. 
Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. Uh, I believe this is Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Wow. Oh, it's nice to hear you guys. It's been a minute. Hey. <laughs> it's surprising to hear you after so long. It's nice to hear. Yeah, I know. Just uh, I just didn't. You know that? Didn't they have that one guy that just talk about whatever they want to talk about? Show that, I mean, I'm you mean surprised talk that live? you guys are taking live calls. We've been taking, oh, uh, so I think what you're thinking about, Sarah, is um, we do the live call-in show now on Wednesday and Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. The rest of the days of the week, uh, we have a pre-recorded show from what we call the family of Free Talk Live shows. So on Monday, there's this guy, Ernie, doing a show. On uh, Tuesday, it's uh, Nate and Chuck. And then on Friday, it's uh, Gardner. Uh, So these are pre-recorded shows. Uh, and uh, we're we're just trying to introduce people to new content from new people, new hosts, and that kind of a thing. So uh, they're part of the Free Talk oh, Live family. Yeah. You know what? I think that's why I went out of commission. There was only one night, and was uh, Bonnie was taking live calls. All the other ones were pre-recorded, so uh-huh. I just kind of got like got involved with all sorts of other stuff. She started running with the I, wrong crowd. Mm. <laughs> Did you start doing drugs, Sarah? No, I just okay, I just good. got um, really involved uh, putting on that library meeting and my network company. Mm-hmm. So there's a library room right by the entrance, and then we just have a welcome sign. Everybody just wanders in, ask questions, and that's it. And then they just um, stay there for five. And they, you know, we just give them our cards. And they and then they leave. So it's a it's an open meeting. So I've been involved with that. Okay, is this what you called so about tonight? Huh? Is this why you called tonight to talk about the library no, thing? Just, uh, not really. I was just gonna. I, I I really want to talk about Eleanor Chavez. She got hit by a a speeder going uh, running a red light here in um, Albuquerque, and they were rem- her family's remembering her. So I well now we're averaging like four pedestrian for hundred thousand people. So I'm still gonna blame the state for this. Well, you know what? I did talk to the uh, state um, uh, governor's office people, and what they have told me that our community have fought and fought and fought, fought off the red light camera. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, really? I said, I'm one of those ones that really wanted to fight and fight to keep them on. So I'm, I guess there's a lot of people that showed up and really fought it. Yeah. But, I don't even uh, think it's the so- red light cameras. I don't think that in a free market – uh, the meat popsicle should have the right of way over the three thousand pound death machine, right? Like that has to be mandated by the state. Otherwise, people will be like, "I don't want to step off the curb if there's a three thousand pound death machine coming this, you know, in the other direction." I will take care of my own safety. Don't people have a motivation to do that anyway? No, because the state goes, "You step into the crosswalk, you have the right of way." The car has to stop or they're in violation of the law and so pedestrians will step out in front of the car i think you underestimate what people would do if that law were changed i think people would be just as likely to step out in front of the car oh well but they would be liable for themselves you guys are at over here that's the opposite if you 
You step out, they have the right to kill you and run off, and they'll never get caught. Over here, that's why we kill four pedestrians for every 100,000 people. We're pa- capa- oh. capacity. Oh, that's I mean, not against the capacity. law in New Mexico? Wait, wait. You're saying that a car can hit a pedestrian and drive away, and that's cool? Well, I mean, they never get caught. What's the? Well, that's different. They never get put to jail. I mean, for every one of them. So, so there are laws might... against it, though, right? Like, if if you are in a car and you hit a pedestrian and then you drive away, uh, that is against New Mexico law currently, right? That's correct. Okay. But if you, uh, but, and, uh, and my suggestion is that that incentivizes people well, number, to step yeah, up. Yeah. So, and then and then the lead, the law is be like, well, it's an accident. I didn't see that person. Well. Yet. So my position is that uh, the laws as they exist today obviously do not work to prevent this from happening. Otherwise, well, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I don't, you know, that's just always been like this. Uh, yeah, the, they don't protect uh, pedestrians much here in New Mexico. You know, it's got Which is that, why people then, need to take personal responsibility and protect themselves. But when they feel like they're protected from the law... Right, they don't always act in accordance with their best by interest. the law. By the law, yeah, protected by the law. I wish I could be protected from the law. Okay. Yeah, but can I, can I tell you something? Did you know we killed one hundred three? I have never lived here where it went over ninety seven in the whole state of New Mexico. So three years ago, it was it reached one hundred three. I I was just like baffled. You know, is that per year? So I get. Yeah, like I think one, one year, year it broke that mark. Okay, so like, yeah, I thought ninety three was pretty bad. Ninety seven yeah. was the highest, but it went over hundred and went over hundred, hundred and three pedestrians. So I, be I more mean, responsible as a pedestrian. Well, right, you got to run for your life and get out of the car's way. As you should, <laughs> because that three thousand pound death machine is trying to run you down. I, I have an Hustle. idea. I have an idea Hustle. that might work, Sarah. Are you familiar with bubble wrap? I, I I don't know about that. You know, you get it in when, when you get a fragile package, you know, from Amazon or something in the mail. They wrap it in this yeah. in this in these this you know paper filled with bubbles or plastic filled with bubbles, right? So mm-hmm. bubble wrap is one of the most resilient uh, things on planet Earth. I've seen a six-year-old pop it. Uh, no, 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 oh, no. Okay. So like, I have shipped uh, you know like a five thousand dollar guitar uh, across mm. country. But wrapped in several layers of bubble wrap, and it wow, and it made those. it successfully. So my suggestion to you, Sarah, is to invest in several rolls of bubble wrap, and then wrap yourself in it before wandering outside as a protective measure. She's never been hit though. Yeah. Also, I'd like to point out that like it, going from ninety-seven to one hundred three, Sarah, that? Sarah, I'm just going to mm-hmm. warn you, it's going to keep going up. So there's this thing called population. And when a population gets bigger, the number of people who get hit by by cars also gets bigger. So you should really brace yourself. That number will keep going up for as long as you're alive. Hey, but I want to brag about something. Did you know that I got 18 free loyalty dollars coming up that I got to use on products? Oh, I have wow. three people below me now, and every time they buy, I get 7% free loyalty dollars. I was nice. so amazed. The and benefits of multi level marketing. What will you spend I don't it think on? So. We don't call ourselves that. We call ourselves the network marketing. Yeah, whatever. Okay. That's fine. 
What will you spend yeah, the so eighteen I, the eighteen loyalty dollars on? Running shoes. Well, and then, and then uh, I had the ten dollars from shipping last month. I spent on shipping. They gave it to me for free loyalty dollars. They just want to keep you on the hook. So, um, so I got to spend like almost thirty dollars. I got uh, beef fuel shots. I ex- uh, order extra more soaps. I was like, oh my god! I was so excited. I mean, you know what I mean? So she's I'm all clean and energized. Up, you know? Yeah. Well, no wonder you're calling again. So. Let me ask you, Sarah, do you kind of wish that you could still call in every single night? Uh, well, I mean, um, no, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I could call in three nights out of the week now, Wednesday, Saturday, Friday, and Thursday. I'll Not take, even close, but all right. <laughs> I'll take whatever I could get. It's Wednesday, you know Thursday, to... Saturday, and Sunday. Focus on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, I'll, I'll take That's whatever the I to, remember. to get my ideas uh, ideas out there because uh, your your show has actually really helped push a lot of issues like the human trafficking. Mm. You yeah, that's I mean? true. So, yeah, you don't want to. At least I, I didn't know you liked our show. And, well, or did you listen? Our governor is going to open up the you know, human trafficking laws here this year. So I'm just so excited. Human trafficking, huh? What does that mean yeah, to open the, up the uh, laws? I think they're, um, aren't they like the illegal people that bring the illegals and they traffic the girls? They're going to go after them harder. So, uh, you know. Sounds like just all, an excuse all, to go after the illegals. Like, I don't know. You know, the human women, abusing women here have been really bad in this state. We had a lot of human trafficking really bad in this state, and they did have to toughen up the sentencing. So that's going to happen. Have so. you been abusing women? No, okay, but, just checking. Um, I mean, part of the problem no, with those human trafficking laws is sometimes they charge the victims. Right. And that's a problem, too. Yeah. Hey, uh, while we have you, I'm curious, uh, what do you think about the possibility of going to war with Iran? Oh, no Possibility. <laughs> Whiplash. Uh, going to the war with Iran. Yeah. Haven't, haven't We've always been kind of against Oceania. Iran. Uh, we've always been. Well, yeah, the U.S. has been bombing brown people since uh, before I was born. Wait, I whiplashed her suddenly talking about her rewards. That didn't get you. Okay. Well, why you why you value no. Sarah's opinion on war with Iran? Because she has a surprisingly <laughs> average opinion. <laughs> okay. Like, right. have you seen Idiocracy? All right. I mean, seriously, she's like right down the middle of okay. a whole group of people I never get to talk to. So this it's, is baseline America opinion that you're trying to get to the bottom of here. It's, Pretty it's, much, yeah. It's right, really because okay. I, I kind of expect it from Sarah. I don't expect it from you. Now that I know the motive. Because I know proceed. you. Yeah, no, the, I mean, I would like to know what America thinks about the fact that we might be about to destroy everything. Because, I mean, that well, is basically what this goes to. The Iran. Because uh, when I see the travel show, they would have walls uh, with murals on it with the skeletons. That, um, and then they would make the, what the, it's like a proxy of a Israel or something. And they, they had the American flag with a skeletons on it. They've always been anti-American, anti-Jewish. Forever in Iran. So why are I'm we totally surprised? Lost. I mean, I'm gonna let why are we listen. surprised that we're going to war with them? They don't get along with us. Well, wouldn't they? Because we don't open up trade. Drones to help the Russians from the Black Sea. I mean, to the to bomb the Ukrainian ships. They were working with the Russians to launch um, 
bombs and stuff like off off of Iran. So why why are we surprised? So what do you think should be done about it? You know, I mean, I could have. Uh, what are we supposed to do about it? Whatever the the country decide to decide. What what are what are you gonna do about it? What do do you think we have any say so in all of this? Yes, I don't actually. Think- like, ordinary people have a surprising amount of say-so in just about everything. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother to use propaganda. Apologize, bad culpa, open up trade. Well, I, I, I don't know. that. There's nothing really... People have been involved with anti-war protests, and they work only so long, and then they wait five years, they start back up the wars again. So Okay, but look I mean, at what happens use? when we don't. Like, if there are no anti-war protests, it goes nuts. Oh, yeah. Well, like like 9-11. 9-11 stopped, like, a lot of anti-war sentiment throughout the country. Never forget. Like, a huge amount of anti-war sentiment just ended. And what was the result? We went to war with half a dozen countries right away? That didn't fly the planes. Yeah, none of which were actually involved, according to the official story. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a, what you call a nine eleven truther. I, I really believe that it was an inside job, so that wow. the America would have a reason to go. Um, Red pilled Sarah, again. average American, right here, Peakless. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. When did you become a nine eleven truther? Well, you know, I, I was um, several years ago. I was listening asked, to Free Talk Live. Had a cable access ch- channel and. They had a 9-11 show. All right. Well, hey, Sarah, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. More free talk live to come. Sarah's a red pill? Wow, man. We saw that coming. Yeah, not me. Uh, More free talk live is coming up. Hour number three is next. Don't go anywhere. freetalklive.com to find out all about us. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Bakeless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Uh, wow, we've had a an interesting program so far. We've we've given out two awards. We've discovered the red pill of Sarah. Well, and we were discussing this uh, while you were out on break. Is is 9-11 claiming, truth or a red pill? Is claiming to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is it, how is it like... Look, any any point where you start to realize that what is called the news is propaganda, okay. that's the red pill. All right. Fair now, nine eleven is a really important piece of their propaganda. Okay. So now, I'll, I'll admit that it's it's uh, an easier red pill than a lot to swallow. Th- the reason we brought it up is because I th- I think maybe I'm not even completely convinced of this is the term red pill has been obfuscated a little bit and means so many different things at this point. Well, and I, I'm like, okay, so Red Pool... Rewind the tape. Hi, I'm Captain Kickass. I'm here to Jordan speak me. now. Um, my problem with Red Pill versus Blue Pill 
in my mind, the origin of that was The Matrix, the movie. Yeah, right. Where Neo's like, which would you rather have, the red pill or the blue pill? And like, um, we all know that uh, red is Republican now and blue is Democrat now. Okay, we also know that red is communist. Right. Which Sarah is. Right. Right. And blue is. And, know, and the communist color of water. is not Republican. Right. So I, what I don't get is how how do you separate calling something the red pill from. Uh, any of these political affiliations it always was it always will be every political affiliation has some form of the blue pill in it it is all trying to bring the matrix back up it is all telling you that you can just vote harder and it will fix all the problems let me rephrase captain's question maybe because i want to try and ask it a different way okay i i think that some people use the term red pill to mean a a move over to the conservative movement And some people use the word literally to mean figuratively. Okay. So many, in fact, that Merriam-Webster has added it to the the definition. Fair. They are all wrong. The people who... Now, now, granted, if you get red-pilled, you will see through the the loudest propaganda right now is left-oriented. And seeing through left-oriented propaganda does draw you away from that authoritarian left. Now, some people mistake being drawn away from authoritarian leftism with being drawn toward authoritarian rightism. Okay, so are you you suggesting then that using red pill to mean a move to the right is a misuse of the metaphor? It is not only a misuse, it is evil. Okay. Okay, all right. All right, that clears it up. Thank you. I appreciate that, both of you. Um, When we last left our heroes... Previously on, oh, uh, previously on. Is that the hero? Quick note on that one, though. Um, To a large extent, at the moment, people are mistaking conservatism for libertarianism and vice versa. Yeah, that's and that's really what the problem is there. Because yes, right now, the ones who are being loudly and openly authoritarian are the left. They were always authoritarian, but they used to hide it. The ones who are hiding their authoritarianism are the right. And expect in 20 years this will switch. And it'll be awesome because for a while, the right's going to be awesome. Then they're going to get power. Then they're going to suck again. Yep. Well, and for a while, early on in the days of Free Talk Live, right, the hosts were a registered Democrat and a registered Republican, mm-hmm. both talking about liberty and freedom on all the issues right. across the table from each other. Right. And that was yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, so when we last left our heroes, that is uh, previously, previously on, on. Okay. Uh, in the hour before this one, uh, both our caller, Sarah, and uh, you uh, had mentioned human trafficking. Uh, we, okay. It, it was mentioned, uh, Sarah was talking about, you know, how there's supposedly some sort of crackdown in New Mexico or whatever. The illegals are human trafficking people across the border. Yeah, well, this from Reason.com. He was charged with human trafficking for driving his wife to work. Well, that sounds like a steady thing to do. Honestly, that is my problem with this entire term. Like, it's come to mean in people's minds, like, oh, well, you got some poor, unfortunate teenager from the Philippines and you hoard him out in the first world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these other terrible things. Oh, well, you, you got these people from here and you did terrible things to them. But that's not trafficking like trafficking is moving it from one place to another yeah now it's got a a, an implication that it's not approved moving things but that's all it is is moving a thing yeah like he got uh, on the bus and was trafficked 
right? right. To work like, this morning. Like people getting onto one of these uh, vans uh, from Mexico to get into the U.S., right? Technically, that's human trafficking. Oh, even though they're doing it voluntarily and they want to, right? it's still human trafficking. Yeah. Right, and I would suggest then that you would have to like use the legal terminal, the legal definition versus the common implications. Of the word. Which is? I don't know. Or but we could uh, just stop is, using the word because it doesn't... It, look, there are certain terms that become useless at a certain point. I don't know well, about you when, guys. Pe- when people say human trafficking, they're not talking about like getting on the bus. Oh, that depends. I mean, as this article points out. Well, we'll because get- if they're wearing a badge, they might very well mean talking about, <laughs> oh, well, did that bus have its permits in order? We'll get into the article, yeah. but yeah. The, 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 the common understanding of human trafficking is the illegal move of people across borders. The uh, the subheadline here, the sole basis for targeting Joe was the race and ethnicity of his wife and her occupation at an Asian massage parlor, the lawsuit claims. Uh, a Utah man, this happened in Utah. Huh? That makes sense. Uh, They're Mormons. A Utah man is suing after being implicated in a human trafficking ring for driving his wife to and from her job at an Asian massage business in Utah County. Well, guilty of being Asian in Utah. <laughs> and working at a massage parlor. Right. Police raided the places in early 2021 and arrested Joseph Ferrari, not Ferrari, Ferrari, his wife, Ju Ying Wang, and several other women associated with the business where Wang worked. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah, no, it's... It, it I is, held it after the funny. first one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It is pretty funny that an Asian massage parlor is the place where Wang works. <laughs> or or doesn't anymore. <laughs> As the case may be. Let's see if we can get through this. A police document justifying Ferrari's arrest relies heavily on generalizations about Asian massage businesses and race-based stereotypes, including last names, apparently. It's also peppered with misinterpretations like describing Wang as a girl, even though she's in her 50s and two years older than Ferrari. Yep. The, <laughs> she's an old Wang. <laughs> the local officer in charge of the investigation, American Fork police officer Sean Lott, embellished, omitted, and made up facts to paint Joe Ferrari as an international sex trafficker. Brings him from Asia and... Puts them to work in the massage parlors. In Utah. In Utah. Ferrari's lawsuit against Lot and the city alleges, claiming that the sole basis for targeting Joe was race and ethnicity of his wife and her occupation. Yep. Ferrari's situation isn't some isolated incident. Police and federal agents frequently target Asian massage businesses for investigations and raids, garnering ample news coverage about sex trafficking rings when there's little to support these claims and silence when the big talk about busting up traffickers well, doesn't pan out. Little to support these claims, sure, but like the happy ending's a stereotype and stereotypes exist for a reason. Yeah, I can I can vouch for that one. Like as a general rule, the Asian massage parlors charge a much lower rate. And to a large extent, the happy ending is how they make up the difference. Only when you just Wang don't works. want the competition. Fair. <laughs> the happy endings uh, only when Wang works. Yet at the same time, I also want Chinese massage. So you know, okay. all right. Can you like combine like you know uh, the Asian massage place with like I don't know the Asian buffet place? 
Okay, go on. So it's an all-you-can-eat massage parlor? <laughs> More of that Thai food. I'm, I'm getting off track here. In this case... It's a callback joke. In this case, Octopodes. <laughs> in this case, all charges... What was the other one? Uh, uh, Abiogenesis. Abiogenesis. Ah, that's it. That's right. Yes. In this case, all charges against Ferrari, Wang, and the other women were eventually dropped. But by then, the case had negatively impacted Ferrari's life in multiple ways. Well, yeah. Yeah. If the cops are wrong and they bust into your house and they break a bunch of your windows and doors uh, and then they go, oops, sorry, like they like they have done, they have wronged you. They have aggressed upon you. They have damaged your property and they should be responsible for making you whole. This is called justice. Yeah, and the likelihood is the local news picked up on it, and his friends saw him on the you know on the news or in the paper and jobs, you know that sort of thing. And yeah. But how are we aware. supposed to interfere with you peaceably trading sex if we don't occasionally brutalize you? Ferrari's name and picture were published in news outlets See? that described him as part of a human trafficking ring. He and his wife were temporarily barred from seeing each other. He lost his job. And with it, any chance of a pension, he was more than halfway to qualifying for. See, I called it. I didn't even read that far into the article. The only work Ferrari could find following the arrest was a temp gig in a coal mine, his complaint says. Wow. Now I've got that. That is rough. Now I've got that Devo remake. Like you couldn't even get a permanent job in the coal mine. I've got that remake. Maybe I can find it. The remake? Uh, The remix. What do you do? Give his wife a ride to work. I don't know if we can give him a permanent position in this coal mine. If he gives his coworker work, he's trafficking a miner. <laughs> Anyone? Name that artist. Herbie Hancock. No. Uh, Older. Come on. I know you got this. I don't, man. This like, is I a just, cover. I'm not a music guy to begin with. Peakless? Nope. You, you can kind of see it. I'm waiting for that. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's a All right. Devo, everybody. Okay. Devo. I Working just remember the hats. Uh, the flower pots on their head. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, at any rate, the they only- They were so futuristic. That's the, why we all wear them now. In the, in the 80s. <laughs> the only work for I could find uh, following the arrest with a temp gig in a coal mine, his complaint says, uh, the investigation that kicked all this off started in September 2020 when American Fork Police received an anonymous online tip. <laughs> Just the tip. Just the tip. Uh, about, the about prostitution taking place at Sunflower Massage. Perhaps they were denied the happy ending and were yeah. upset. Hmm. You know? And they're like, oh yeah, I'll show them. I'll call the cops. Like, a, like, a, like someone swatting someone else out of spite. Right, or like abusing the red flag laws. Yeah. Right, to get back at like your neighbor or your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend yep. or whatever. I'm calling the cops on you. Yeah. He, 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 I think he's dangerous and he has guns. I don't think he's mentally stable. Guilty. Yeah. Uh, the tipster told cops that masseuses would touch customers inappropriately, in quotes. I mean, if it's inappropriate, it has to be like unwanted. And if you do not complain, she will continue and even make offers for more. According Sounds like you had the opportunity to say no, consensually. According to Lott's affidavits of probable cause for arresting uh, Ferrari and Wang, that was the case. Most 
if not all, Asian massage businesses operate the same, Lot asserts confidently in the affidavits. How racist is this guy? He's a cop in Utah, so, I mean. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, the stereotype exists for a reason, but that doesn't mean all f- things fit the stereotype. No, I'm stereotyping yeah. the cop in Utah. So, <laughs> I realize I'm never going to get Utah to agree to this, but we could solve this problem by just letting people prostitute themselves, and then we'd know that the Asian parlor that says it's not a prostitution ring isn't. Right. And then the one that says it is, is. Sad endings. <laughs> Actually, there's um, uh, some pretty good YouTube work on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, a place that uh, may not get frequented. The <laughs> Sad endings parlor. You just show up, they give you like a back rub and then punch you in the face or something. Just a little karate chop. Choppy, choppy, choppy. Okay, you go now. Uh, kick you in the nards. Ooh. No, no, they just wheel in a leukemia kid. <laughs> Sad ending. Yeah. Oh, bring in the puppies. They're about to uh, euthanize, you yep. know. Uh, or cook. They're Asians. <laughs> well, we're staring. <laughs> Here on Free Talk Live. The arrest documents are filled with generalizations like this. Lot claims that Asian women fall easily into human trafficking because family honor is so important to them, and traffickers threaten to tell their families about the voluntary prostitution they're engaged in. These women are often forced to live in small closets or rooms within the massage business premise and given only minimal means for survival, he writes. It is not uncommon for trafficked girls to be dropped off and picked up by someone other than the business owner. I, I mean... We need to do the compassionate thing and make these people homeless. When does the business owner ever pick up and drop off his employees? I, I've been employed by, well, way too many, like far more businesses than the average person, probably. Yeah. And I have never, ever had the owner pick yeah. me up or drop me off of any business yeah. at all, period. Not a thing. It, yeah. Well, they said that's the reason why it's not It's not uncommon for the owner not to do it. Wait, it says, it, let, let the sentence finish here. Okay. It's not uncommon for trafficked girls to be dropped off and picked up by someone other than the business owner in an attempt to thwart law enforcement investigation. Like That if, would be the common thing, though. Yeah, if you're in law enforcement and you're going, you're just following the owner and going, he's not picking up or dropping off any girls. Yeah. Like... Change your tactic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> your strategy sucks. That's not going to work anywhere. That's, that's not even Investigation 101. Owners have enough to... It might work to get people to show up to work. I know owners have some trouble getting people to show up on time. Owners are like bus drivers now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Coming around. I'm carpooling all my employees to make oh, sure you're on the, on the factory line on time. I mean, weirder things have happened in business culture. At this point, they're expected to provide your health. Wait a minute. So, okay. I right. want to go back to human trafficking for just a minute. Uh, wouldn't rush hour qualify as human trafficking? Okay. I mean, by definition, you're moving humans from one place to another. Well, that's well. Think- so here's the thing: it doesn't count if you're moving yourself. All right. So if you're carpooling, then your passengers Otherwise, are being trafficked. Everyone would be human trafficking all of the time. So then, the uh, state or and or city sponsored buses, particularly in the uh, the urban areas are all guilty of human trafficking. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. By the by, the common definition, probably not by the legal definition. Sure. I will yeah, continue I'm, to make that distinction. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm being facetious. I'm being flit and okay. pedantic. Oh, not necessarily in that order. 
Okay. And no, I don't know what flip actually means. I just heard it a few times, and I think it's a cool word to say every now and again. All right. Uh, I've heard of things flitting here and there. Yes. Uh, I think it just means sort of like, uh, you know, irrational or like uh, spur of the moment, you know, being flit. And then pedantic, of course. Well, I'll have to explain it to you. You'll have to explain it to me? No. Yeah, that's pedantic. Yes. Pedantic. Is that that thing where you talk about how if it's three words, it still counts as a portmanteau? No, it's actually still a portmanteau. It is. So you've discovered. Indeed. I actually looked it up myself and was like, "Mm, yeah, okay, see these definitions, but like... Not all of them have that included, right? M- many definitions say it's a combination of two words exclusively, right? And mm-hmm. it doesn't two mention, it didn't mention two or more. Like out of the ones that I looked at, I probably looked at 10 definitions. Two of them said two or more and the rest didn't, which is why I asked you. The well, question. at the risk of being pedantic, mm-hmm. portmanteaus usually are two words. And yes. portmanteau is actually named after a kind of suitcase that is two sides that come together. So it being two things that mash into one thing is inherent in the like visual idea. Yeah, but it's really hard to smash three words together. That's until you've seen how how easy it is to smash two, and it's yeah. kind of iffy. Yeah. So, but that's until like Trapper Keeper came along, then it was like three folds. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Note that none of this evidence involves actual acts uncovered at the Sunflower Massage and its sister business. Rather, they are generalizations supposedly based on lots training and experience. So all and of the stereotypes, and stere- mostly stereotypes yeah. from his quotes, at least. Lot writes that many applications for Asian massage businesses have ownership names using out-of-state driver's licenses and addresses. <gasps> the horror. Typically, hey, tied- I am horrified of people coming in from out of state. But that's mostly because they're all from Massachusetts. Well, a lot. I mean, a lot of corporations register in Delaware, right? To yes. Get the tax breaks, and then they operate wherever <gasps> they do. Everyone's human trafficking. <laughs> this corporation <laughs> exists in Delaware, and here you are it's in a, a different state because everything's in a different state. It's a smart way to do it. So uh, the cop goes on to say they have ownership names using out-of-state driver's licenses and addresses typically tied to the Southern California area even though none of the women in this case had ties to Southern California, and tries to make the mere use of Chinese names sound suspect, (coughs) noting that the names listed as owners on the massage business applications are often difficult to understand. Oh, my gosh. Could this guy be more racist? They're difficult to understand as Chinese names start with the last name first. Yeah, make the adjustment, pal. There's different cultures in this world, man. People do things differently. It's okay. Because it doesn't conform to your tiny brain world doesn't mean that, you know, you are correct. See, when you're filling out the form in the spot that says first name, you put the second name. And in the spot that says last name, you put the first name. And it's all good. Problem solved. You're welcome. Lot also makes repeated references to girls in the arrest documents, even though females involved in the case were all adult women. I wonder how old this guy is. They didn't say. Lot? Well, they said the the female in this case was like 50. Right. But I right. mean this this cop, Lot. Okay. I, they didn't mention his age. Well, but how am I supposed to convince you that I'm right? If, if I don't, you know, fudge things a little. Like I have so many, so many like, imagined things, right? I'm imagining that Lot went to this place and he asked for the happy ending, and they were like, "No, okay," because they didn't want to get busted. Well, he was he. <laughs> he's doing the investigation, though. Didn't someone else bring the charge, or am I confused again? Uh, yeah, 
it's unclear. Okay. Lots differential treatment of and or targeting of Asian or Chinese subjects permeates the arrest documents. Ferrari's complaint argues this targeting was patently unconstitutional and based on unsupported stereotypes, oh, they mentioned it finally, and complaints about Asian massage parlors in general with no reference to the particular business at issue. Getting a massage so, yeah. by an Asian chick. Ferrari also alleges that the affidavit descriptions of his marriage were inaccurate, prejudicial, and or incomplete in a way designed to arouse suspicion. Not anything else. For instance, the affidavit says, without any further explanation, that Joseph has been known to travel for days at a time to Selena, Utah, even though Ferrari allegedly told police that his brother lived there and he would sometimes go spend weekends with him. I, this this cop's all goes visiting place. family. There's trafficking. There's way more to this story and what happened coming up on Free Talk Live six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to join us, don't go anywhere. Welcome back. It is Free Talk Live. It's the final half hour of the Saturday night edition. 603-283-6160 is the number if you'd like to join us. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Bakeless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Uh, Before we go on, I want to say thank you to Rob St. Dennis. Rob is a gold level amplifier here at Free Talk Live. What does that mean? Well, that means uh, Rob has visited amps.freetalklive.com and decided to contribute 10 bucks a month to help get this radio program onto more radio stations so he can help spread the, the message of freedom, liberty, peace, prosperity. Uh, if you want to help us get on more radio stations, we're on something like 200 right now. We could be on 250, 300, 350 is not out of the question. Please visit amps.freetalklive.com. Amps stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And uh, there's it's a Patreon-type setup, so if you do contribute, we only ask for five. Rob is kind enough to, to double that, give us ten. There's nice. different levels of things. And you get little benefits, little perks for when you contribute. Uh, but that's not why you should contribute. You should contribute because uh, you believe in the message of freedom, peace, liberty, and prosperity. You enjoy the show, the hosts, the co-hosts, and the message we deliver Thank you again, Rob St. Dennis, for your contribution. We appreciate you. Amps.freetalklive.com. All right. So we've been talking about this, uh, well, this cop, really, this obviously stereotype, probably racist, uh, based on the quotes he's given and his descriptions. Flat top his- mustache, aviator sunglasses. <laughs> These people are putting their last name first and their first name last. Who does that? They're trying to confuse me. Who, uh, How do I know? Because I'm confused. <laughs> who apparently uh, is being sued uh, because a man was charged with human trafficking for driving his wife to work. The workplace is a an Asian massage parlor. 
the lady in question is in her 50s. And uh, so this guy's name was drugged through the media. He lost his job. Yep. Uh, pension. Pension. Possible pension. Yeah. He could only get a temp job uh, working in a coal mine uh, after that. And uh, so the story continues. Uh, Lot, the cop in question, points out that Ferrari and Wang met at a massage parlor where she provided him a sexual act in return for money, even though this isn't really relevant to the How long ago was this? criminal wrongdoing. <laughs> And Lot suggests that the marriage may not be legitimate, even though a short telephone call to a vital records office in Texas would have confirmed the marriage, according to Ferrari's complaint. I wonder this- if he actually thinks that, or if it's just a really good excuse for why he's going after this guy. He's going after he's going after him. And he's Look trying- at him! Look at him! He's right. married to an Asian! Right. You know that he only met her because she was giving him a handy. In Utah... But 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 what it sounds like is he's trying to justify it, you know, wrongfully at every step of the investigation. <laughs> but 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 she's Asian, right? Okay, and that's not illegal. You can be you can be Asian in Utah, but she works you at can. a massage. But she works at a massage parlor. Asians work in massage parlors in Utah. But she married a guy that was a customer first. I mean, you can meet people in any sorts of circumstances. <laughs> Nothing illegal is happening. And then he just keeps making just, up stuff yeah, along totally the way, does. trying to justify this wrongful arrest and harassment. Joining forces with other local police departments, American Fork Police sent cops to quiz customers coming out of the massage businesses as they were investigating. Can you imagine being a customer? You go into the Asian massage parlor, you get your massage, you come out, and there's cops there. Excuse me, sir, can we ask you some questions? Did she like, touch you anywhere inappropriately? I'd be like, no, sorry, officer, I don't answer questions. Well, that would be a, that would be appropriate answer. It would. But like, no, I asked for it. It was perfectly appropriate. Yeah, I'd like to point out that, like, let's let's... Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. The cop? Yeah. All right. Just for a second here. I'll, I'll allow it. Like, okay. So let's let's say that he is in that, that all of this is true. I'm going undercover. Yeah. All of this is true. That, yeah. She, it's there like you she know. is. She's she's a she's a prostitute. <laughs> so what, man? You're ruining people's lives so that you can stop people from interacting voluntarily. There's nothing yeah. evil here. There's nothing warlike. There's nothing bad going on here. No one's being but harmed. you are ruining people's lives because that might be the case. Because some Asian chick like wouldn't go to prom with them in high school. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh, I didn't think of that. Realistic. He might have some, you know, sort of bad bad experience in his Would past. Not surprise me. Uh, so anyway, uh, the the police sent cops to quiz customers coming out of the massage business. That they were investigating. Quote, on all of these stops. <laughs> they pulled many, them over down the road. How many? Uh, the male customers have all acknowledged that there are happy endings offered to customers, writes oh. Lot in his affidavit for Ferrari's arrest. Put him on the stand. The police department started sending undercover cops to get massages at Sunflower Massage Parlor and associated massage businesses. Relax, wood. <laughs> and small rainbow oh, which had the right. same owner as sunflower and a place called magic massage masseuses at these businesses allegedly offered sexual extras to the undercover cops on multiple occasions the officers allegedly declined <laughs> in parentheses allegedly allegedly well as long as you're off is that like okay so let's say you're a cop and you get tabbed to do some undercover work. And your boss is like, 
Okay, Richie Rich. I'm just using you as an example. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Richie Rich. Um, We're using you as an example because we know you're an undercover cop. I want to make that clear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, the Fed. (laughs) Well, why do you think you always take the extreme position? Because it's the right Like the Fed in every chat room. No, we should blow him up. Here, let me get you some bombs. He's a bit of a provoker. You know? That is the... Well, okay. Real (laughs) To sidebar that really quickly. Right? the, the, The problem that the... Any sort of freedom movement, you know, anti-government movement has right now yeah. is the chilling effect of always assuming there's a Fed in your ranks, right? And that that chills legitimate protest. Oh sure, and that's a that's a problem. Yep, that's why the uh, the open exchanges of uh, uh, you know bartering and all that kind of stuff have uh, slowed down a bit since the uh, the crypto six rates. Yeah, right. It used to be like oh, we would meet generally openly in public and people would exchange things for as not, you rightfully should not the usd and like even though there's nothing wrong with any of that nothing illegal with any of that uh like those have like sort of you know cooled down a little bit if you want to go into the woods and do firearms training with your buddies yeah you should be allowed to without fear of being like infiltrated by the government all right so i think i think the solution there is just assume it's already happened well, like the and problem do is people it do anyway it. Well, like, there you go. That's the pro- that's just that's the solution. Do it anyway. Like, okay, y- if that is so, then you don't know how long that's been true. Since you yeah. don't know whether or not that's true, let's just assume that it's always been true. There's always yes. been feds in everything, and here we are not in jail for it. So just do it and, and be peaceful about it and do the right thing all of the time anyway. The just do it anyway is where you're going to get in trouble because I've said this on the show before. Right, they will allow it to happen, and like J six, they will arrest you one by one when you're not able to come to each other's defense. So I want to go back to the example yes. uh, I was using. Richie, Richie Rich, Rich goes undercover. Richie Rich is employed as a police officer. His boss comes. Alleg- and says, I knew it. Oh, allegedly, sorry, sorry. Allegedly, we're back to as an example, hypothetically, and his hypothetical boss comes to him and says, "Richie Rich, we need you to go undercover to the massage parlor, and we need you to ask for a happy ending." That would be right. probably be entrapment. You probably have to wait for them to offer it. Okay. But either way, continue. Whatever it is, yeah. you know, you get the instructions from the boss. Now, because a person is a police officer in that situation, if they go, sure, like, are they going to get in trouble for anything? No, because it's part. It's under their purview for their investigative work. Have you paid any attention to uh, the culpability of police in police work? Right. They can blow up your house, and they don't. Well, yeah. They aren't no, culpable I, for it. I, I get that. So, Do you like, think they can't? Uh, uh, receive some sexual favors. So my guess here, this, but before you go on, okay. this this scenario came up in Hawaii when they tried to pass a law banning the cops from actually having sex with prostitutes. Right, and the police department fought it because if we're not allowed to sleep with the prostitutes. We can't actually do our job. I think we did a story on that. You probably point. did. Yeah. They're going to know something. I don't know if it was up. Hawaii, though. Right, so. exactly. Yeah. No, it was Hawaii. Okay. And if it wasn't Hawaii, it also was Hawaii. So I can see both sides on that argument. I mean, if you know that that's the law, like, okay, just offer them. And, like, if they decline, then you go, oh, crap, we're made. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could do, you know, are you a on cop? On the other hand, All right, so and then, they lie. So then what's to stop uh, the hypothetical boss, uh, the police boss? From just rotating all of his his people in and out of the undercover process and getting them free uh, happy endings. Nothing. 
at the taxpayer's expense. Yeah, there's definitely nothing to stop that from happening right now. All right. So masseuses at these businesses allegedly offered sexual Advanced interest. management techniques for chief of police. <laughs> they, Identify which ones I've, are going to be into this I've, as a benefit of the I've, job. I've probably just given like the FBI some ideas on how to like. Like, hey, you know, that's how we stop their, these uh, give their unionization pushes. Give yeah. their employees some perks for a job well done. Hey, we're sending you, quote, undercover, unquote. Once a month, you get to go undercover at the Asian massage parlor. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so they offered sexual extras to the undercover cops on multiple occasions. The officers allegedly declined. Police also staked out the businesses and followed the women to and from work. Because that's not creepy that, in no, any way, totally shape, creepy. or form. That's stalker behavior right it there. Totally is. They honed in I've- on Ferrari after a concerned citizen told them that... An older white male had picked up a Chinese girl from Relax Wood, per Lot's description. The girl in question was Wang, who was born in 1964 and 56-year-olds years old at the time. Picked up by her husband. Yeah. At work. At work. In fa- <laughs> To be fair, I am suspicious of any place called Relax Wood. Y- <laughs> oh, but, and to be fair, you've already said that they should be allowed to offer the service. Yeah. So who cares? Like... It would be based on what I've read uh, from this cop's uh, state of mind and his no, stereotypes. No, we don't give happy endings. Wink, wink. His stereotypes, his uh, biases, biases sound like rape. Like he should have, he should have only been upset had the Asian woman got into a car and drove away herself. <laughs> Fair point. Okay, DWA. Fair point. If you've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, then you can just find her at the accident scene later. In February 2021, police raided the massage business and arrested Ferrari and five women, including Wang. Ferrari was booked on charges of aiding prostitution, a misdemeanor, and a pattern of unlawful activity, a felony. He would eventually be charged with human trafficking, money laundering, and aggravated exploitation of prostitution as well. What is aggravated exploitation of prostitution? According to his lawsuit. I have I, I no idea. Let's look that one up. Like, sometimes what aggravated means is pretty pretty clear, but, like, aggravated exploitation? Of, of prosti- prostitution. Of yeah. prostitution. Yeah. That's that's a bunch of like, words. Are you requiring them to give you all the extras? Is that what that is? <laughs> and if they don't, you'll get really aggravated? It's like, no, you got to use the good lube for that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, check the aggravated That one will box. get dropped pre-trial. <laughs> Uh, Wang was charged with two counts of prostitution based on alleged offers of sexual activity. To she got less than he did. <laughs> All he did was like drive the car. Uh, she was charged uh, based on alleged offers of sexual activity to undercover officers on two occasions and with engaging in a pattern of unlawful activity. She's doing what officer? Fine. Take her to jail. The, I'll take the money in the divorce. This is in parentheses now. The pattern of unlawful activity charge, a felony, provides a good example of how cops get creative with the charges to crack down harshly on sex workers. Prostitution is only a misdemeanor offense, but offering to engage in prostitution twice could be considered as a pattern and thus bring on a more severe charge. Mm. I see. That's why you got to send in multiple undercovers. Yeah. yeah, what a cute thing that you don't actually have to prove the crimes to prove that there's a pattern of criminal activity here. Right. Lot requested that Wang and the other arrested women be held without bail. Yes, we're looking at authorities trying to keep a woman locked up for who knows how long pre-trial because she may have dared 
to touch some body parts she wasn't allowed to touch in the course of being paid to touch some body parts she was allowed to touch. <laughs> wow. The charges against Ferrari were dropped nine months later, a day before the scheduled hearing where cops would have had to present evidence for them in court. The charges against the other defendants were dropped in January 2022. There was no deluge of news coverage for either development as there had been for the arrests. So uh, just to you know, bring it down to layman's terms for some of our listeners, to summarize, if you will, uh, here are cops with zero evidence uh, staking out a place, making claims of things. Well, their, their evidence is going to be the testimony of the undercover officers, right. and their testimony carries more weight right. than the testimony of everybody else right. in but that the, trial. The only evidence thus far, at least in this article, is just that of testimony. I got it. They have presented, so I'm just explaining, uh, summarizing. Yep. So the cops have uh, staked out, uh, visited, undercover this particular thing of business. They arrested the owner, his wife. And several other people uh, charged them with a variety of things, including felonies and including prostitution and some large word things. Uh, and then when it came time for the first hearing, uh, they dropped all the charges because the only evidence they had was testimony, at least that we know. Of. So they, they dropped huh. the charges against the guy, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The charges against Ferrari, again, were dropped nine months later, a day before the scheduled hearing, where cops would have had to present their evidence in court, the charges against the evidence. Other well, defendants. our evidence is that I told you so. That's the evidence. That's usually enough for them. You know, that is exactly how the news media works. Yeah. What's so, the evidence? Well, the CIA told us that that was the case. So again, they've they've drugged the owner and his wife uh, through the media, uh, getting them accused of human trafficking, prostitution, all sorts of other things that they've charged them with. Uh, the news media, of course, reports on this. The guy gets fired, loses his pension, has to take a temp job instead. In uh, a mine. Ruins, in a mine. Ruins uh, his business and or businesses. Apparently, they owned more than one of these places. Was he the owner? I thought he was just like the husband of one of the workers. Oh, I thought he was the owner. I thought the owner was a separate Because thing. the headline mm, No, I thought is, he was just the husband of one of the workers. He was charged with human traffic, trafficking for driving his wife to work. Oh, maybe he wasn't the owner. Yeah, but, but if they're doing it to the way, owner, that means the owner's going to get a big old settlement, too. Right. But at any rate, so, like, and then, of course, you know, when all the charges are dropped, the news doesn't care. Yeah, they're not going to report that part of they're it. They're not going to be like, oh, by the way, the police were totally wrong and in the wrong for doing this. Uh, we apologize for dragging this guy's name through the mud uh, and, you know, make, giving him a bad reputation uh, over our media platform. Nope, that's that happens on, like, page B12 or below the fold. Well, how are we supposed the to make these Utah people clutch their pearls if we do that? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Unscreened caller, going once. Hello. Hey, Hello. there you are. Yeah. What's your name, please? Hey, just call me Crazy Uncle Joe. How hey, about that? Crazy Uncle Joe, what's on your Mr. mind? Mr. President. Mr. President, I like that better. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the promotion. Yeah. What's on I your mind? You're live on the air. Enjoying the show about the... Uh, the crazy wang dang situation out there in utah <laughs> yeah I, what i what i this all this has led me to ask was mr wang ever charged with having sex with a minor i mean ah. he was a part-time minor but he was right on the edge of 18 i guess 
I'm just a part-time minor. There you, know? you go. It uh, starts with human trafficking and ends with sex with a minor. M-I-N-E-R. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just had to We need had to, to start a, a line of sex dolls. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Uh, like dudes oh, who work yeah. in mines. Sex dolls. Mm. There you go. Now we're on a subject. Talking about Sarah in New Mexico. <laughs> it's her last name, Wang. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We don't know her last name. Yeah, I, mean, it doesn't, know. I don't know if the call shows up. I believe her last name. If we did, we wouldn't dox her on this program. I believe her last name is. I'm just saying, some, for some reason, whenever she has one of her long soliloquies and rambling calls about uh, people getting killed by cars, it makes me want to watch uh, Full Metal Jacket for some reason. <laughs> I just, she just has a strange effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she's she's an individual, all right. I believe her last name I mean, is in New Mexico, as far as I know. In New, in New Mexico. <laughs> Two ends. Yeah. <laughs> or just in. Yeah. <laughs> just Sarah in. Yeah. yeah. Anything else, Crazy <laughs> Uncle Joe? She's getting those royalties, so I, I'm happy for her. She's getting that $10 royalty, and that, uh, that makes me smile. Well, she got an $18 credit, didn't you hear? Yeah, yeah. Happy ending for Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if she's acting in, ca- in a capitalistic manner, I'm fine with it. Right? <laughs> Baby she's steps. An, she's an avowed communist, and she's making yeah. she's making progress. Baby steps. First step: saying. be part of a pyramid scheme that pays you in product. That's right. I think she should branch out. She could do something on the telephone. I'm guessing. You know, Sarah in Mexico. She can reliably 1-900. operate one. That is a fact. See, and I will defend multi-level marketing because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's still voluntary and you should know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a pyramid scheme because you're not, they're not relying on new people signing up to pay off the people up up high, right? It's, it's, it's marketing a product. Well, I thought that was a Ponzi scheme. Pyramid scheme and Ponzi schemes are generally the same thing. Ah, okay. I just think she's Mr. Calling, that's all. Yeah. Really if, if you look at a corporate hierarchy, it looks like a pyramid. Wait, you think that her calling is not her calling? <laughs> it's not her calling. She should look into some kind of phone-based business. <laughs> Maybe she could change her name to Wang. I don't know. But without her, Sarah, who would ever hear about the time. ideas of socialism? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Who would Sarah, who would ever hear of the, who would ever hear of the pedestrian problem in Albuquerque? It kills one in a million every four years. <laughs> it's out of control. That's one too many. If it kills just one, one it must be stopped. One too many. Yeah. All right, what else uh, is on your mind, Crazy Uncle also Joe? Also, someone from New Mexico said so this is a really big Yeah, loss. I was sorry to hear about uh, Major Payne. I hope he's doing better. Yeah, we haven't uh, heard from him in a little bit of time. I, you know, uh, thinking about yeah, it. But. I, I would just, I would just like y'all to try to, you know, if you could do a conference call like Jerome and Sarah, that that would be great. Oh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have to do anything. We could just let them call and conference them in, and then like just mute our mics. That would be. I haven't heard Jerome in a long time dollars. either. Yeah, she she can get royalties yeah. for that. I I could pay to hear those two talk about politics. <laughs> well, join the AMP program. <laughs> and the conspiracies of racial politics. With Sarah and Jerome. <laughs> they should start their own show is what they should do, I think. <laughs> All right, guys. I just want to tell you it was it was it was amazing. I appreciate it. Hey Crazy Uncle Joe, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. 
Uh, so just to finish out this story as much as we can, uh, the uh, sorry, Ferrari filed a complaint against Lot and the American Fork, uh, that's the police department, or the city. Last August and earlier this month, Magistrate Judge Jared C. Bennett set a schedule for the case. Various documents, discovery, and motions aren't due until August through December of this year. So it could be quite a while before we see any resolution here. The slow gears of justice turning. He accuses the city and lot of violating his rights, due process, and equal protection, as well as disregarding and penalizing him for his request for a lawyer. Wow. Lot targeted Joe based solely on Joe's association with a Chinese woman who worked at a licensed massage business, Ferrari's complaint posits. Joe's observed conduct was no different from other spouses who share one car. Ferrari seeks declaration that his rights were violated. Ferrari seeks a declaration that his rights were violated, along with a judgment awarding him interest on economic losses to the extent permitted by law, plus compensation for emotional distress and other personal injury. Yeah. And his if reputation is dragged through the mud. It'll be that that cop that pays it, right? No, and that's a good thing to point out here, is that even if this guy wins his suit against the police department in the city, the police department in the city are not the ones who are going to pay him. It's, of course, coming out of the taxpayers' pockets. Yeah. That's unfortunate, and he should still win, and he should still be compensated. Yeah, it would just I be agree. nice if, you know, this resulted in like, okay, well, we need to change our practices, maybe let go of a few cops since they're uh, not really helping here. We are out of time. Thank you, Peakless Mountaineer, for joining me. Thank you, Richie Rich, for being on the program. Thank you to all of our callers and especially all of our listeners. If you missed any part of the program tonight, visit Free Talk Live and find the archives. Thanks. And peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com